Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. the XNC podcast your Xbox newscast featuring Cody Swood and Gaz hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast 8 p.m. on the East Coast for all of you listening around the world XNC podcast is available on demand on Spotify Google and Apple podcasts welcome to the show join the chat hit the like button and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox newscast Hey, how you doing? Nothing's ever good enough for you suckers, huh? You're always complaining you can't enjoy gaming, huh? What's your problem? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a good time. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I'm just kidding. Um, we got a lot to celebrate. Gaz is making great faces. I'm here with my co-host, Gaz. It's the XC Podcast. As I said, we are live here on the Cold Eastwood channel, also on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. If you're checking that out, thanks for doing that on demand uh, whenever you like. We really appreciate it. But Gaz, how are you doing, my great co-host? How's it going? I'm today? good. I'm good. I'm very good. I'm good with Dustin be here. I'm gonna love it as I sit here and listen to Dustin talk about Starfield as I <laughs> him up. Oh, <laughs> yep. Don't you dare say. I'm gonna talk shit about all 25 frames per second that we saw of Starfield. It's gonna be great. I hope you're ready, Dustin. It's gonna be I, a can't, <laughs> I can't wait for the eight minute rant that Dustin's gonna do on that intro smoke of the landing of the ship. That's gonna be the fantastic highlight of the show. <laughs> Did channel. I go eight minutes about the smoke? Oh, six, man, I hope six maybe eight minutes. Oh, it was great. It was really great. We're gonna dive right into that. But yeah, thank you for checking out the show. We got great mods like Sean the Bree, Happy Bomb that are here, they're taking care of the chat. We got uh, people rolling in. We got a little, a little over 300 people here checking out the show. Thanks for doing that. I'm going to give a shout out to the uh, channel member uh, veterans for the show and the Patreons. We got Ricky Raiden Blade, Ricky Fallon Center, White Poochie, Wolf Assassin, DeBlue, Devario 2 Gaming, Fault Lines, Wreak Havoc, Fox Storytelling, Rodney Coots, Gaz, Dark CMF, good friend of mine as well, Beta Max, Dante Moody, another good friend, Alex Wilson, Lord Star Killer, Robert Jackson, Gamer McFly, Assassin Lupa, Hearts Go Out to Her. Hopefully she's doing great here. She's having a Rough time, yeah. but we'll hear from her soon. If I know Lupa, she'll be back soon. Nano Polymyth, Hargit Chani, another good friend, TK Chillin, Larry Thatcher, Dub, V Simco, Suicide King of Donna Zada, great friend, and another mod, Phil KY Bob, William Lanza, and Matt Burns. Thank you so much for supporting the show as I read all those names out. But I gotta ask, Gaz, what have you been playing lately? You uh you true professional gamer, you. <laughs> I've been playing Diablo 3 because everyone gave it to me. Like, how have you not played Diablo? And I was watching 
Diablo 4 as I was editing it for a video that I just put out there. Nobody watched, thanks for that. Um, that I kept anyway, editing I can that. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, this part of the game. Um, and yeah, I just Diablo 3, I've been playing it and I've been, it's like crack. I just love it. Not not crack, but Diablo 3. Um, it's so addictive. And I've literally just come back like from a date, came back home tired. And I was like, you know what? I need to play Diablo. So I've been playing Diablo. I've been playing te Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can oh, never yeah. say that name for some reason. Uh, and yeah, playing games. Lots of multiplayer online games. You guys judge me from my gamer score, you pieces of <laughs> Come 1v1 me in multiplayer games, you sad what's your gamer score something uh -oh. like fifty thousand or something oh, not that much but gross. i play on pc a lot well, uh, so. sorry did you say 15 or 50 one five 50 50 oh. That's not okay that he much. boosts those up with like mushroom kingdom games and stuff like that i but, don't play those yeah. games like other people do you'll see just multiplayer heads these three guys won two guys who's the other third these guys won't stand a chance on the halo with me do we want to be one me right now Wow. And you. <laughs> you guys are sounding like a teenager right now. What <laughs> we want exactly me, bro? Uh, Randall Thor and I just <laughs> beat... want me on Rust. Randall Thor and I just beat Ninja Turtles about an hour ago. Uh, it really is a two hour game. Yeah, yeah, it's a two hour oh. game. It's great. Destin, what have you been playing? Oh, man. I am not going to get a lot of love for this one. Diablo Immortal. <laughs> I've oh, been really? playing a lot of Diablo Immortal because I want to get to 60. With I, I refuse to pay money in that game, right? So I want to sure. hit 60. I want to see and potentially do a video about what my experience is paying no money and getting to that point in the game to see like what Asmongold and all these people have been talking about, because I'm a, I'm a casual when it comes to Diablo stuff. I played Diablo three, like just on normal and uh, got about halfway through the game stopped. I'm uh, 37 right now in Immortal. I'll probably hit 40 tonight because basically you level up in the battle pass and it gives you a level, the free battle pass. So that's what I'm working on. And, uh, you know, every week I sign on for the Destiny story on Tuesdays. So I played a lot of Destiny because um, there's a really cool cosmetic that I want to unlock on the seasonal battle pass, which is part of the collector's edition if you get it. So, yeah, I'm very careful about how I support games when it comes to microtransactions. I haven't bought a cosmetic since Destiny 1 because Destiny 1 burnt me so bad. And I just really? like I'm never I'm never buying microtransactions like cosmetics ever again in a game. And I, I haven't yet. So yeah. I've I've almost never bought a cosmetic until I bought the shiny black uh armor in Halo Infinite. And I'm like, oh the game's free. Uh, and I justify, mm. but I almost never do that. But I gotta know, Destin, is is immortal, is it fun? Like, is it good on a phone? Oh, I'm playing on PC. I don't play on a phone. I don't know. I'm playing okay. a, a mage. I don't have a lot of uh, additional Diablo context to uh, pull upon. So as a filthy casual who doesn't know much about the franchise, through level 37 has been fine. I couldn't care less about the story. Uh, the leveling is very simplistic. You, you're just kind of like leveling up, doing the rifts, I believe they're called, and uh, bounties. Bounties are leveling me up pretty quick. And every time I hit a level on the battle pass, it gives you like a level and a half. So they're really incentivizing you to buy that battle pass. And I'm like, uh, 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 Diablo Immortal. I'm on your, I'm on your tricks. What's really gross about the game. What's really gross about Diablo Immortal is they've clearly been able to latch on to people with 
an addiction issue and figure out how to monetize them. Like, I think the game made millions of dollars. There was just a report. I don't know the exact amount. Yeah. Yeah. It's free to play, but you have to spend like what? Two grand for one five star gem. And that's what everybody's talking about. So I want to get to that point when I'm grinding for the five stars and figure out how I can do that for free or if it's even possible or if the game just ends at that point for me. So oh that's gosh. that's sort of why I'm playing. It's an interesting, interesting experiment. Well, we'll see if I just give up on it and just enjoy playing it for free. I'm playing on PC, Pabs, in chat asking. So more than likely, you'll stop playing before you swipe the credit card across the PC. I, I will not. I will not swipe the credit card in Diablo. Yeah. I will not spend it's... a cent in that game because it's... What's happening in the gaming industry? I don't mean to. I don't mean to make this a Diablo Immortal rant, but what's happening in this industry is games. It like can be Diablo a. It Immortal, can be a microtransactions rant. Yeah. We're we're here well, for it too. Games like Diablo Immortal that are preying on people that just don't have the ability to say, "I'm not going to spend twenty two grand on this mobile game," and it's it's perpetuating that design philosophy in games. And I ream destiny when they did it, when they took a character out of the game and made her a store vendor, I didn't like that. And to just see how bad it has gotten on the mobile side, mobile games don't have to be like that. They don't, but companies have seen that they can monetize the crap out of games that they release for free. And they figure out the formula to maximize extraction of cash from people. And it's, Diablo Mortal is the first one where people are like, this is too much. F you, you know, keeping there's keeping also it a formula, yeah. right? Isn't there a formula gas where they give you just enough to where you want more. And the more is on the other, on the other side of the little short wall. That's a microtransaction. Isn't that like something that they do research on? It Absolutely. is. It's really that dopamine hit that you get. It's very remarkably similar to, what the gambling industry actually does and the enticing the amount of uh, resources and thought and research goes into even things you may not consider like the animation or the sound generated from unlocking something or opening a loot box. <laughs> yeah. That's really important. Why do you think I'm such a slut for Apex Legends pack? Yes, <laughs> I am the problem, people. I am the problem and I don't care because I just, it's like shiny thing. It's just like that purple just comes out and the rays come out and then you're like ah but that doesn't even happen because it's such a scam because i've spent over a grand on apex legends and i'm telling you yes. sat, but every so, time i buy that yes. maximum pack yes that's doesn't it. that bother you that you've no. uh, unapologetic well wait not that you've spent the money but that game designers have figured out a way to incentivize you to spend that amount of money and you just you, like you don't really seem to care like, like it's a game that will not live forever. It is going to go away. Let's say Apex goes away in five years. And mm -hmm. are you still going to feel like that $1,000 was a warranted expense? I don't feel like the 10 pounds I spent was a warranted expense at this point, let alone the 1000 I've spent. But it's just like, I, do you know what I think? I think that's a weakness on me. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I need to do better. It's the same time as casinos. Me going to Vegas. I love Vegas. Am I going to stop punching the casino owners like how dare you build this casino with these shiny jingly noises everywhere ding, 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 ding. what's your what's your vegas go to mine's wheel of fortune i actually <laughs> only play poker i i can only play poker i'm not very good no hold those machines no limit. Me. Hmm? no limit no limit no limit only no limit and if you want to play come to me vegas we party I, up I like, in the encore i like no limit. limit also no limit's the one i used to watch high stakes poker 
all the seasons are good. Sorry, this is a family show called Coasting Kids. <laughs> this is not PG talk. Talking about gambling and partying, and soon we'll be talking about what kind I've of. Read, oh, I think I've, I've read, read three all... poker books: Doyle's and. Uh, I've got Doyle Bronson's book, The Fat yeah. Big yeah, One. Yeah. I've got that here yeah. somewhere, actually. That's how you. That's how I learned to uh, do the odds. Oh Damn. really? Uh, so the mathematics failed me, so I gave up reading it. I just oh, <laughs> you play with you just bluff? You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, crazy. chat. I'm sorry, sorry, show. chat. Yeah. But you need to play <laughs> and get addicted. It's fun. Then ruin your uh, life. Well, and then it is. Uh, you guys right. are all part of the problem, except for Destin. <laughs> Destin has some restraint, but I got to say, Gaz is Destin. Gaz has got so many hours in Apex that he can just. That's the, the whole thing, right? Justification, justify. The game was free. I love it this much. I'll just pay this money and I'll get even more enjoyment out of it. And it's just a perpetuating cycle where you guys are just going to make it more difficult. It, microtransactions never go away. It's like a $3.5 billion business. Wait, but I, I got one for you then. Can I ask you all one right. last question, Colt? Would you rather all Xbox games were $70 or would you rather all Xbox games were free, but you hit a Diablo Immortal like paywall at some point? Your end game. You know oh. the answer. I know I know what the answer is. I know is my answer. Yet. What is it? And putting microtransaction paywalls doesn't ruin the type of game, but it can ruin the way you you access the game. I would rather pay 70 bucks and just get the game as it is because yeah. the traditional buy a game and play it, and that's everything until you want to buy expanded content. DLC expansions are great. I love supporting those if I really like the game. Agreed. And the expansion's really good, but um I don't know. Yeah, look at the chat. They're saying I'll pay seventy. They're like, I'm not going for that evil <laughs> stuff. Uh, well, one of the uh, we only pay sixty. So yeah, for now, yeah. for now. Uh, you think it'll go up? Well, Xbox has been kind of like they've sort of had that tone. Like right now, we're only charging sixty dollars, but they also brought in Activision Blizzard and Bethesda, who at any point I think they could say. Our game is $70. It might be interesting if you don't want to play Starfield on Game Pass if Bethesda sets that game at $70. I'm not quite sure Bethesda is there yet. They charge $60 for Deathloop. So crazy. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. One of the things I wanted to bring up, which I don't even have any like natural, smooth segue into it, but Destin, you've been there many times. ESA said they're ready to bring E3 back. And after coming back from FanFest... A lot of us are excited about going. To, what's your history with E3? You've been there many, many times. Yeah, I've been to like 12 of them or something or more. I don't even know. I lost count. You've been up on stage. You've been in the comfy chair. You've had the you've had the mic in hand. You've done all that stuff as well. Yeah. So what do you what are the what is your outlook for ESA? A lot of people are saying they say they want to come back, but they're not gonna survive. That's kind of the um it's a complicated question. I think ESA has had an issue <laughs> with how much they charge vendors to be part of E3. And now that people have realized that they can get a whole lot of attention by not even showing up, Sony, they don't really need the event. <laughs> well, like people are still going to watch Sony's stuff and Sony's reveals. They want to, I want to play the new God of War. I'm going to watch that if they stream it on YouTube. Like, how many millions of dollars do they say by not having that massive booth at E3? Now, the one thing I don't I don't have a lot of knowledge about is like, what is the value of having a presence at those events the way that Microsoft, who, by the way, uses their own theater now, like I believe at the last one, they use their own theater, which they own across the street. 
uh, for all their game demos or like Sony's presence being there. Is there still value in that for those companies? Because if Microsoft shows up, Microsoft being at E3 just means that they're going to rent the venue and do the conference at that venue near the E3 venue. And then they're going to use their own space to do it. So I, I don't even know if they would have a presence on the show floor, right? They so have it. What, yeah. what was the question just so I can answer it more um, People are thinking that e ESA wants E3 back for 2023, but mm -hmm. a lot of people like the journalists are thinking that they're not that they're not going to get enough interest to fund it and that maybe E3 comes back ah. in the summer, Destin, and half the people show up as they expected, and then they're like, they just throw in the towel. Uh, I don't I, also, throw, I, don't I could add into that question towel. your perspective because <clears throat> your employer has to has to pay to send you. Like if they're going to send you or your other people that work, you know, if they're going to send Brian or or Ryan or whoever to go to the event, they yeah. have to pay their per diem and their flight. And it's a big ask oh. when they've been sitting at home like this works. So, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, that's a that's a lot of questions. So what do I think <laughs> IGN is going to like? What do I think IGN is going to do? E3 is like, well, I mean, the first question is, do you think ESA is going to be able do you think E3 is going to make it if they come back in person? in this in this climate i think they'll be fine and gamescom's coming back this year so we're gonna find out at least i think they've confirmed that right uh -huh. so let's say let's say gamescom comes back this year that's gonna be a good litmus test for gamescom whether or is not back it's... and it's an in-person event yeah so that's gonna be a good litmus test for how do the people react to a situation like that especially in germany where i think they're a little bit better about masks and such uh i know in like i just came back from bangkok everybody just wears a mask it's not a big deal and it's Europe really is starting come, not to care now. Well, we're, come, we're over it. Come, yeah. Come back yeah. to America. Nobody cares. Nobody's wearing masks anywhere. And it was a little right. bit of a culture shock coming from Bangkok to the US because I'm like, oh, yeah, nobody here wears masks. Right. I think Far East um, Asia is a bit more cautious uh, generally uh, well, there's compared also to not, Europe and US. There's also not the social stigma about wearing masks in Asian places because yeah. I think people just do that when they have a cold because it's, it's courteous. So, when COVID I've hit, started doing that. I did that today on the train because I have hay fever. I just wore the N95 mask because I was, one, I don't want everyone to think I had COVID. So that's a new thing, I guess. Second, mm -hmm. it's just actually helped my hay fever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear this now. Kind of yeah. crazy. But they've been doing it for years. Japanese people are being very courteous. They don't wear it um, to like cover themselves. They do it more for other people, which is lovely. Like yeah, don't wanna, and they don't, and they don't blow their noses on the trains because it's rude, because it's like disgusting. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> when did you be like that? But yeah, some people are well, disgusting on trains. Sorry. What you're describing is what my experience was in Thailand. It was really nice, oh, yeah. and very chill, and everybody was really great. Um, so you come back to America, it's a little different. Anyway, the point I'm making though is when Gamescom comes back, it's going to be interesting to see what that is like as an event. Who are people going to go? Are the big three going to be there? Sony. Mm -hmm. uh playstation or sony uh xbox and will nintendo do anything around that because like nintendo's also pieced out of most of these uh mm -hmm. even before COVID times i don't know do i think esa will go away no i think esa has really done a lot of uh dumb stuff and then COVID happened like they leaked all the presses like everybody who signed up for e3 like all the info was leaked five years ago or something right so that yeah. was a thing. And then the year after that, it was another thing happened. I don't remember off the top of my head. And then they're like, they couldn't do E3 for like three years. But the thing is, people are still going to give them money. 
So as long as they're still getting enough money to rent the venue, then they'll be fine. Okay. What about you, Gaz? What do you think about, uh, he kind of covered where the ESA sits. What do you think about the general population making the travel over to California or within California to go to that event, knowing how the past two or three years have been dicey? I think I think there's a massive appetite for it. I think certainly Microsoft does. I can just see from the hints from Phil what Phil Spencer says and the way he says it, he really does like those in-person events as well. And I think the Jeff Key, the Summer Game Fest didn't hit the notes it needed to to kind of capitalize on E3's absence. And I saw um, whether or not that's uh, an appreciable number just based on my not even a number, but appreciable sentiment based on my cursory glance at the Twitter sphere, if you will, I saw a lot of people like who were pretty like, I don't know, anemic about the idea of E3. After that, they were like, bring back E3, man, because we need the, I think gaming needs it. I think gaming needs that kind of bluster and just the event. Yes, there are, there are advantages of doing your own show and cost savings and Sony will have certainly saved that. Also logistically, it also makes it easy. It gives it, it's more flexible. They can control the time. They can react more. They don't have to be playing this chess game of who goes first. If they go after Microsoft, will we have a problem? You know, particularly when it comes to console launches uh, and E3. But I hope, I mean, it can go either way. It can go either way, but I really want E3 to come back. E3 have said that we are coming back, but then they'll have to make a pitch, offer possibly some significant discounts to incite at least Sony in particular to get come back. But if it does come back, in my opinion, it needs to be a press-only event. As long as I get I mean, press pass, not just bloody IG oh, yeah. people like Destin, for God's sake. But give it to us people. Um, and then uh, we'd have a great time. No, but yeah, I, press early. I like, no, I, I like the thought of E3 being there and PlayStation feeling like, oh, we're going to cash in same time as everyone. Getting everyone mm. all there at the same time. Be, being in LA for a couple days and seeing Xbox Fan Fest people and some of the media people were very chill. You know, maybe uh, out of every... 100 people i saw two people wearing masks so some people chose to wear a mask and everyone's very cool they're very cool about i don't know if destin if you talked to any people that came back from uh being there for summer games fest and any of the xbox showcase stuff but um it just makes me wonder there are people destin that say let it die i see this a lot and i don't know if you've like tried to dig into why people just want e3 to go away um I think it's largely because of how the ESA has handled things the last few years. And I think people have a really negative impression of the ESA. That's part of it. Uh, the other part is a lot of people can't ever go to E3. They're never going to have that opportunity. So mm-hmm. what do they care if it's a live stream or an in-person event? And from my perspective, as somebody who has to put on a backpack full of camera gear and carry around a tripod and lug that around and hook up showguns or whatever to direct do direct feed and shoot off screen and put a microphone in my, i hate it I, I like i'm over it like i i do not like that part of the show anymore but i yeah. did it for 12 13 years right so mm-hmm. uh at this point i'm over it but i don't know 
I don't know. I don't think it's as fun as people imagine in their head. Like, Gaz, if you ever get to go and you don't have press access, you're going to be waiting in line for two or three hours to play some game for five, ten minutes, and then they're going to get kicked out to your next two, three hour line. So you're going to you're going to spend two thousand oh, yeah, dollars yeah. to fly or more because you're in the UK, right? To fly overseas, play what twenty games tops? Or do what I did at Gamescom. Well. Pretend to be press and go in anyway. <laughs> and it's not that for me, E3 is more about um, if you, well, let's be honest, man. Like, I see it with press. I went to Gamescom and you ha- I had, I think it was GameSpot, your competitor, and they had the people there, their suits and stuff, and they had massive cameras. And there's me lugging my crappy Amazon camera around with the shotgun mic and everything. And I'm just like, I just wore a blazer. I went in there. I said, like, yo, I'm talking to you. And this guy's like, I games got guys just following me. I don't know who it was. I'm like, bro, you got all this kit. And are you just saying, hey, man, I like the way you approach these people. I just freaking talk to them. Um, but in terms of E3, it's not just about the developer interviews. It's about meeting Colty. I want to stroke his head. Uh, no, that sounds weird. It is about meeting people in person. It is. It is. Yeah, but that's... Uh, it's it's a reason for people to be there i guess for me to be super selfish that's why i want it to come back i want everyone to have an excuse to be in one location so we can all meet that stuff's really fantastic we're, what, we're I think it does the energize video. the industry i think it does i think it energizes the industry the hype yeah. and everything around it the crowd everyone's screaming about the game it's you know no matter you can't quantify how much value that has to you but when you like, if I see Final Fantasy, look, Final Fantasy VII, Lost Guardian to a less, lesser extent, even Shenmue, I can remember the shouts and the screams of the show and the people's reactions. And that's the kind of thing I associate with uh, a show like E3 and to the point where it seeps into my enjoyment of games. I like that. It's like a community yeah. feel. Like, it's like you feel that. So, you yeah, know, you know Phil good. Spencer coming up on stage and going, oh, Phil! Okay, that guy's a bit crazy. Like, how oh, you just deifying <laughs> Phil Spencer? But... Phil Spencer's a G, so go for it. It's just, yeah, I hope they come bring it back. I hope uh, Sony, Sony need to like fix up because I think they need to be called out for being so just cutthroat with it and not really. You can have your own event, just cash in with everybody else in E3. What were you you saying, Destin? I was there for the God of War reveal and that was like, like the video of that, I think somebody posted it on YouTube has like millions of views. It was a it was a very very cool moment to see Kratos coming back for the first time and and be there to experience that in the theater. It was really really cool. You can always hear hip hop gamer like shouting, "Yeah!" <laughs> like Luke. <losing his laughs> <mind. laughs> he, he always every event. He's always just on hip hop for a second. Uh, I don't know if he watches your show, but he's always very kind to me. He always says hi. I always say hi to him. Uh, he's the nicest person. Uh, at these events, and he says hi to everybody. He's a really, really chill person. But like, so online he gets spicy. That dude gets a pass in my book. I don't care. <laughs> oh, <I love laughs> he's, been, he's been too nice to me. He's been too nice to me. Something to aspire to. Um, I'll just I'll say I'm pretty sure it's coming back next year. And I'm with Destin. This it, this may be the chance for them to see if it's going to hold on. Let me read a couple supers here from Dakota with a five dollars. Says bam. Outbreak Podcast, right. Web Dave. Uh, I'm going to be doing an interview with him. Uh, what's in a couple days? Uh, well, I think it'll be pre-recorded. I'm not sure, but he's amazing. He says Colton Gaz, a new tag team champion of podcasting. Uh, we're very new, but we're trying. Thank you, Web Dave. 
Abe Froman three with a five dollar thank you. He says, Destin, great video on Grand Turismo Seven versus Forza Motorsport. We're going to talk about this here in a little bit. He says, some people are trying to gaslight about ray tracing. Keep up the great content. Have a good one. All right, we'll, we'll get into that. True seventy seven. If you don't like E three, why are you the game journalist to go? Because I'm the best there is at what I do. <laughs> That's why True seventy seven. They do. They they send the best. Of the best. That's right. That's right. Bifrenali with a five dollar says, "Wise man say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza." I don't Correct. know where that comes from, but that's Ninja Turtles. Oh, that is first Ninja Turtles movie. That's a great. Oh, one. that's yeah. that's that's a great one. Hargy Johnny with a five dollar. He also put in a code for. Uh, I don't remember. Seven. That's what I thought it was, but I didn't think you could still get a code for it. Uh, great, Hargy. Thank you so much. He also says, Destin on X and C again. Bam. Hey, Colt and Gaz, go ahead. Start bashing Microsoft for being the worst gaming company. Ah, uh, Hargy, we love you. Danny Pashavistle, <laughs> who's been a member too much, says, Destin in the house. Fire. And he says, Gaz, sauce. There's, yeah, there's <laughs> a force more sword. Let me read a cup, two more, and then we'll <laughs> go back. <laughs> Red Wolf, thank you for the 10, says, sorry, another Starfield question. Do you all think we'll be able to be a bounty hunter and have the ability to actually get out of our cockpit and walk around our ship while it is floating in space? Oh, no, interesting. Uh, oh, no. When you, yes. They show no. that. Flo- floating, you, no, when, he's talking about floating in space and walking you around spe- your ship. Like spacewalk, Destin. No, I don't think yeah. he'll be able to do that. Yeah, no. Maybe. God, that'd be cool, though. That was great. such like a great, gravity. great moments in prey that like come later on in the game when can uh, you that do that in No Man's Sky? Because uh oh, <laughs> you don't want to do this. That. <laughs> you don't want to do this, Dustin. We're gonna we are gonna get into that. Uh, I want to talk to you both about Final Fantasy VII. Got some or Final Fantasy got some more announcements, and it just really looks like Square is avoiding the Xbox under some contractual or paid agreement. I have an opinion on this, but people get really super mad. I'm going to go to Destin first on this. Destin, what do you think's going on with Square and the Final Fantasy series right now? Just the Final Fantasy VII remake and 16, right? Because the, the other one that was another remake is coming to Xbox because Xbox Brazil or somebody tweeted that it was. And I mm-hmm. retweeted, I was like, oh, okay, so there is hope for the Square franchises. And for Spoken is a timed exclusive, right? Yes. And that's Square. So, so, uh, is, what's, so is Final Fantasy VII, timed exclusive. So what's up with seven and 16? Um, money. Money, I like that answer. Yeah. Uh, Sony probably paid a lot of money for them to keep it locked on uh, on the PlayStation platform for now. And oh, Phil Spencer we'll... is in chat. He says more Xbox surprises coming soon, guys. Oh, that's oh great. great. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for stopping by, Phil. We appreciate it. I yeah, mean, just, you know, so. just strolling by. Uh, <laughs> Gaz, Gaz, I love the, I love Destin's simple answer. Money. Yeah. It is money. So... It is money. <laughs> it has got to be. Um, it's Sony is like Final Fantasy. It desperately wants, well, not how desperately you want. Well, we don't know how big that check is. But the association with Final Fantasy and PlayStation is strong, and it's strong for a reason. It's because money, and it's just it is it's just money hunting, and because and they've delayed it. They've waited two years. You know, Xbox fans have been really annoyed. So I saw some really strong reactions to it. I mean, I'm indifferent, not because I don't like Final Fantasy. Um, I'll just 
I think I have it on my PlayStation 5. Uh, so I'll just play it there. But it's just, yeah, I, it's money. It's money hunting in Square. So, you know, when on our show, some people were saying, well, well, this is such a short-sighted strategy. Square complain about lack of, you know, money. You know what they're like with their statements previously, kind of. Failed to meet sales expectations. Yeah, and quite scathing of their own developers. Yeah, and mostly mm-hmm. the Western ones. Um, so like, it's just like, well, okay, you're going to keep complaining about that, but placed Xbox does have quite a sizable, you know, number audience. And the question is, and people say, well, Xbox gamers don't tend to like that. And I don't, I disagree. And, uh, I think Xbox has a massive appetite for J- Japanese games. Xbox would, or oh, and Phil Spencer would go out, out of their way to accommodate, Square Enix and Final Fantasy. As you saw, Phil Spencer really made a the one last thing really at the end of the Xbox Bethesda showcase event really be about Japan. You had Kojima, mm-hmm. then you had uh Toei Ay, Tecmo. Co- what's the name? Koei Tecmo? Kai Tecmo? I don't know. Koei Tecmo. Wolong Dynasty. My brain Amazing. is frozen. It's Wolong. Wolong looks great. And it's not Wolong, yeah. love. I don't know why. Like, I what, didn't see why do you say that, Dustin? Because I we haven't seen any game. But I don't know what the game is. It People looks good. I mean, it's the spiritual successor to I, Neo. Did you play Neo 1 or 2? Is that yeah, what it they, is? They said that in a oh, okay. So I, this is what I was I kept saying in chat. Yeah. What is, what's the game? Is it like a Dynasty Warriors game? Is it like... Uh, it's like of- a it's like a dark souls dark souls, dark souls it's a neo yeah. i know neo yeah it's like neo as a spiritual successor to neo that's fine yeah, i wasn't a fan of neo check and correct me so. if i'm wrong i don't know sorry i'm here so, so many different things to be sorry, clear sorry. like playstation doesn't have a because you sort of put the setup guys that final fantasy is a playstation thing but xbox mm-hmm. also has a they have a presence with Final Fantasy with 2019 and 2020 all, over half or most of the Final Fantasy Persona, games right. came to Game Pass and they finally yeah. came to the platform and they were on back and pat. They were on Game Pass. They were on Xbox consoles. So Final Fantasy exists in great deal on the Xbox. But Destin, what, what about that sticker? There was that sticker on the case for Final Fantasy VII Remake that said timed exclusive until April of 2021. I think it said. I don't know what's up with that, but Gaz, you remember PC, that, right? Though. I came to oh, PC, yeah. though, I so I don't know if that kind of breaks that mold. But so maybe Destin I mean, is I'm, the game. Did PlayStation pay to keep the game on yes. PlayStation console only forever? I don't know, but yeah. you, you got to remember a lot of the PlayStation games were placed, or what a lot of the Final Fantasy games were PlayStation games. I played Final Fantasy 10, 11, 12. 13 all those were playstation and i think 14 was i played PC. seven eight no not seven eight Four, nine ten 14 yeah. was ps3 and pc yeah it launched on ps3 because they did a bunch of let's plays with greg miller and then final and fantasy then 15, 15 was multi-plat was multi-plat and maybe they weren't happy with the sales so i don't know because 15 was when xbox was kind of like not doing great right no the yeah xbox- oh yeah the one sure. X was out by that point, by the time we hit 15, I think. I'm still, um, so just about. It was Final almost Fantasy. out, yeah. Sorry, I think I'm it was like 2015 for Final Fantasy 15, if I remember right. I played a lot of it and then I finished it like a year ago and I'm like, uh, it stopped for me. But um, I guess let's, I guess we could try and put to rest. Like a lot of Xbox fans say Square is purposely not putting the games on Xbox. Is it really about how they would sell there or is it really about here's a check? 
we want this to be a special deal on the PlayStation consoles. Um, I mean, what's 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 with the tears? I don't understand. They made a business deal. It happens all the time. A lot of people are crying yeah. about it, but it's like, right, it sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't suck, but it's not the only timed exclusivity deal. The only thing is, this has been extended. And if so Square want to do that, fine. It, you you know, let let's see how this pan, pans out for Square in the future. Look at Street Fighter Five. That didn't really work out well, did it? So like, you know, I don't know. I just like fine. I don't see the outrage. I'll play Wo Long, which is being worked on by Bloodborne and Neo producers. So that's exciting. Oh, dang. That's a nice combo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that is pretty. Bloodborne <laughs> and Neo combined. Okay. Oh, that's I, pretty mad. I'm yeah. really excited about uh, Final Fantasy 16, and I love Final Fantasy 14. Uh, I got into Final Fantasy at 10, right? And I played the crap out of 10. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. Um, 10 with the most annoying protagonist. With, Wow. Even with even with the laugh laugh scene, that oh, is, yeah. like, infamous. I, th- I think <laughs> I think ten brought a lot of people in because it was like this PS2 uh, set piece, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, "Whoa, I can't believe how good the game looks." Even mm-hmm. though it was turn based combat and everything, I have very fond memories of ten. I bought like the guide, and like I was just I was just in after that to the Final Fantasy series. I didn't play you're, fifteen you're actually. Funny enough. No, I hate Backstreet's back. All right. <laughs> No, that's that's really what 15 was for me. Is the not back. the spin off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to do that. Six I just song. play the just the core entries for me. <laughs> okay. Well, J- JD Gamer with a $50 super. Thank you, JD. He says, let's be 100% honest. The media has been drumming for the demise of E3 for a decade. Hasn't happened, but those articles got a lot of traffic. So powerful is the term E3 that it has co- co opted every other event during the time period this year. Just stop. Um, I heard that, that journalists would be a little bit relieved if E3 didn't come back because it'll save them a lot of money. We'll just leave it at that. Like what, like I talked about when I kind of, where did you hear that? What are you talking about? (laughs) They make money off the fact. I, I just, I talked to somebody that said that journalists not having to send their, their people, their employees out, pay them for flight per diem, you know, hotel stay and everything. Maybe when they can stay at home 420.com is saying that, but it's a profitable event. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, well, then that is a really good reason for them to go. And but, IGN um, doesn't even pay their stuff. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> uh, we pay, we pay pretty well. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dustin Legary's cookies, by the way. All right. Where, where oh, was yeah, I? Really good. Please ship those to the UK. Please ship those to the UK. You're such a piece of. Why do you put those up? I, I, I will pay. I don't know what the laws are about shipping overseas. And the honestly, weight that's limit. the only reason. Is the weight yeah. limit the problem going overseas with how big those cookies are? I don't know what the rules are to ship to the UK. That's the only reason we don't ship there. Oh, how, if you want, how if you want to pay two hundred dollars for a, a bag of cookies? I mean, sure. Yeah, there may be a hell of a t- lot of THC in that if you're going to pay yeah. that much. <laughs> we we uh, don't make them that way. Gaz oh, is a big fan of the Reese's Puff cereal, and oh, my wife that. picked up a family size box of Reese's Puffs, and we were going to go mail them to Gaz, and the like- postage was eighty dollars for a three dollar <laughs> wow. box of cereal. And I said, Gaz. I love you, but I don't love you that much. Yeah. <laughs> I find the shop people, that does it. People give me a hard time because the cookies cost like 20 bucks to ship from here to Florida. And it's just shipping is expensive as hell right now. People got so used yeah. to Amazon and it's like when they actually 
have to pay that additional cost. They're like, they're like shipping should be free. Yeah, I wish. Uh, yeah. but yeah. All right, we got our Johnny with five dollars super with a Forza Horizon Five premium code, which gets you all the DLC, I think, including the upcoming Hot Wheels. We're going to talk about that as well. Thank you, Hargy. Gamers play HUD Zero with a $2. Thank you, gamers. He says, E3 needs to come back. It's a lifeblood of gaming. Hargy Johnny also drops a Forza Horizon 5 premium add-on bundle. What, Hargy? What are you doing? You're crazy great. Nice. Gamer, thank you for the 10. He's amazing. I got to hang out with Hargy for two days uh, at, at Xbox uh, events. Repping game on daily. Oh, yeah. yes. Cool. That's great. Cole, can I actually address one of the super chats? They asked, like, why doesn't IGN contact Square Enix or something like that? Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to read the question again? Or is that all? Uh, it I don't, it's gone. But anyway, they basically said, like, why doesn't IGN press uh, Square Enix on it? So yeah. one thing I, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit about sure. something that happens with IGN. Oftentimes in the background, our news team, I'm not associated with the news team, by the way. A lot of people think I am because I talk about the news, but I'm not associated with IGN's news team. They're doing their thing. They're doing investigative journalism. And that means that sometimes you got to be patient and wait, right? Like you got to reach out an email. You got to ask the questions. Sometimes you get a response. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes they reach out to multiple sources and do their work. I am incredibly happy with some of the news stories that our news team has put out, especially in the last year. Uh, and, uh, like I don't manage them. It's just kind of cool to be on that team. That's like they broke the Bungie story, you know, about how Bungie was dealing with this toxic work culture for so long. And uh, like wow. that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing where it's like that's a really cool thing to see broken. So uh, why do we not reach out to Square? Who said we didn't? Hmm. Sometimes very, very nice. Just got to be a little, little patient, you know. Um, I don't know what, if the news team has, but I can guarantee you, like we we do our due diligence and we reach out to to devs with with questions when we have them it's very often destin that your news team sends out a, a query like that and doesn't get even a we're not speaking on this right now like just radio silence sometimes right often you get no comment yeah. often often but the important thing is to ask i think it's really important for all journalists to ask the really tough questions even if you're a super like i'm a big xbox fan but when xbox when phil spencer comes on the show i want to ask him the tough questions because it, you're setting them up to have the opportunity to respond exactly how they want to to the tough questions right so even mm -hmm. if you're a fan of the brand or whatever, you you should ask those questions because you're really, I see it as giving them an opportunity to address the criticisms that are spread around online. So um, when I see the an interview- The tough question when I, when is it, often the common one, isn't it? What, the easy ones? The tough question Ooh, yeah. is often a, co a commonly asked question that is yeah, not getting an answer. On the games. <laughs> yeah, like I- <laughs> I think that would be a good question for Phil Spencer. Like, why did you push everything out of 2022 into 2023 so he could address it succinctly, right? Mm -hmm. I, th I think a lot of Xbox gamers have been really disappointed with the slate in 2022. I was super hype, and everything just got pushed, right? I think we all know the reason, but I want to hear Phil Spencer. What's the most critical Spencer question you would ask? If you have a, imagine I'm Phil Spencer now. What's the most critical question you would ask right now? Oh, you'd be surprised when are you going to fix the drm with the consoles that makes it so nobody can access their digital libraries for extended periods of time that's oh, wow. a question that i've had for Ooh. a long time and they said they're working on it but it's been a year and it's happened now again where people were locked out for about a week from their digital mm -hmm. libraries i think you know that's what something that the team needs to fix do you really is there a problem with you managing managing your teams because after 343 the murmurs of the initiative 
and what's happening with Undead Labs. Perhaps you've been on more than you can chew and you maybe need to... Yeah, especially with 343. That's a good I'd one. I'd love to really probe him with those questions. What are you doing that's there? A... No, yeah. that's a good one. And I think Jaffe has really taken... Uh... Well, at least publicly, he's talked publicly about his concerns about how those teams are being managed. Like, what is going on? Like, mm. how come Sony is releasing Last of Us and God of War, like these Horizon, these very beautiful, polished games? And I'd say on the Xbox side, something of that caliber, maybe Gears 5 mm. would be of that caliber. Uh, I think Forza Horizon 5 was uh, astounding. Mm -hmm. But yeah, honestly, Xbox gamers just want something like, we want our Last of Us. We want our... Uh, God of War, open you world. Can, well, yeah. you can you can criticize and say those are walking simulators, but it's not the genre that I'm talking about. It's those spectacular, amazing games that people can point to and say that was an amazing masterpiece. And that's what Xbox gamers, I think, really, really want right now. And uh, we just got get it like with a, Starfield. Well, I, I would hope well, so. <laughs> Will we? This is this yeah. is such a difficult thing to deal with because you know there's two or three different types of fans there's a reasonable fan there's the one who's really fed up right Destin that yeah. they just don't know if they can stick around on the platform anymore and then there's the other one the third one that is apologetic makes excuses and said it's going to be okay my backlog's huge um there this is the only time Destin in an entire history of Xbox where they haven't had a major third party or major first party game in a calendar year. Yeah. It really is. I don't yeah. you've watched Xbox trajectory and they've had great 2021 was actually really, really, really spectacular and a kind of record-breaking in its own way. They won the major awards, they were nominated the most, they were highest on Metacritic, and uh this year it's really been rough. Um, I don't know. That we will get into oh. that. Let me What's that? Both, comp both companies are, we're actually seeing the result of COVID this year for both companies because Sony had uh, Horizon at the beginning of the year and then they have some good stuff like, believe it or not, Stray, I think looks pretty interesting and they're, mm -hmm. I, I think God of War is looking like it's going to be this year. So they're going to have uh, two big beats with Horizon and then with God of War at the end of the year. But do they have Grand anything Turismo. else that I'm missing? Gran Turismo. Well, Gran Turismo was controversial. And we're going to talk sure. about that a little bit, right? So Grand Turismo yeah, and Horizon, Live, yes, didn't yeah. have ray tracing during races, had a huge microtransaction problem, uh, yeah. got pulled offline like shortly after launch. They increased the prices of things and then they fixed it. And then they went back and they went back to where it was. So it's like, I don't know what's going on with Grand Turismo 7. They just kind of need to. Grand uh, Turismo 7 wasn't plagued by the, uh, I shouldn't use that word. They weren't. Well, it was delayed, so you did see a COVID. the The problems you just described weren't necessarily COVID related. They just made no, poor no. decisions. No. You you brought and you played a lot of it. Time. You were playing it on stream one night when yeah. I when I was checking you out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, yeah, we will get into that. I like it. I like Gran Turismo Seven a lot. It's just to to pretend that game wasn't mired in controversy is just not true. <laughs> Yeah, and which we'll talk about when we talk about Forza here in a little bit, but Horizon Forbidden West, great game, highly rated, oh, looks yeah. phenomenal, but got buried. Oh, gosh, did it get buried, guys. <laughs> anyway. I'm just but, laughing um, at chat. I'm just laughing at chat. Chat's you're hilarious. laughing at chat. Yeah, the it chat was crazy. <laughs> it's rough to put up a big game. Like, Horizon Forbidden West should have gotten its due, but Elder Ring. Yeah, that's divine intervention. Oh, no, yeah. It's... <laughs> It always happens with Horizon, and I always, 
I'm going to get in the neck for saying this, but I think sometimes it's deserved. Do you know why? Because I think the industry puts too much stock on that kind of template of Assassin's Creed slash slap all these bloody side quests on. I like that stuff, though. That's a really good segue into Starfield. (laughs) Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. You just said games put too much emphasis on side quests and stuff. There is one one of the many controversies surrounding Starfield is that it'll have 1,000 plus planets, right? Mm. A lot of which are just going to be like balls of resources that you can go mine. And Mm -hmm. I think it... it, uh, We're seeing a lot of pushback against games doing that where they're marketing that look how much we have to do like dying light two did it and they had to backpedal on their marketing because people were just like oh, i don't want to play horrible. 400 hours of dying light two i know yes i forgot about that yeah and uh there was another one before that i can't remember off the top of my head but dying light popped out of my head right when you started bringing that up so starfield Beautiful. has come out they say there's going to be a thousand plus planets and you're excited about that guys but you're criticizing the amount of, of side quests in very other different, games, so. very different. You're talking well, well, about explain, explain to me how you feel it's different. Game. Well, this yeah. hasn't the Ubisoft formula hasn't been dubbed as such because that game has been copied, that formula has been copied ad nauseum. And Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon games, albeit I'm not trying to deride it other than the fact that it copies that formula and puts a very extra nice sheen on it with a nice concept with robot dinosaurs in there but starfield everyone's judging it on the number of worlds but this is a game that has what fallout slash skyrim levels of conversational depth with all these conversational strands not on those planets and (laughs) you don't need to play you've got these goldilocks planets so you've got i mean even on its own those 35 hours of core content you don't get that kind of depth with more dialogue lines than ever before everyone think well, the, the jury's out there. We haven't played the game. But how reliant is the gameplay experience going to be on these supplementary optional worlds in a game that has customization and combat and weapon customization? The game is brimming with so much content. To focus well, on the extra worlds and then completely almost ignore the fact that it has this core content with these factions. It's We don't get a game like this. Name me one game that's like this. And don't say oh, no, uh, Man's Sky. no Man's Sky, don't Star say. Citizen, no Elite Sky. Dangerous. Let, let me put let me put this uh, let me put the pl- planets thing into perspective for you guys. Yeah, Mass Effect Three has one hundred planets now. Uh, eighty or eighty-five or ninety of those planets. Let's say eighty. Eighty of those planets, you just right, guessing, yeah. and you get your resources. Now there are ten really? times more planets. Remember? There's 10 times more planets in Starfield, which you will fly to, you'll you'll course to, you'll loading screen into, you'll, a you'll cut scene into. Cut scene into. <laughs> yeah. And then you can go on foot and mine for those resources. Now, to me, as much as I love Starfield, I'm like, why not just give me the option? Would you like to drop a probe and mine the resources? Because someone says it's heavy and iron, or do you want to drop in there and see if you want to build on that for fun? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. It may that may be something too big, but I've also played a lot of Bethesda games, and their worlds are fantastically great. Except Destin, Fallout seventy six. Yeah, you Todd and I Howard's agree. Todd Howard's in the chat. Hi, Todd Howard. He says they'll have thousand times more detail on Starfield. <laughs> What's going on with it? It just chat? works. It's famous people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how it is. Yeah, my favorite uh, is no, when I... Jim Ryan shows up. 
I kind of agree with you. And they showed it a little bit. They showed like like what the resources are heavy in when when he went over the the planet. Um, I'm really curious. I, I don't know, like how is that going to work if there's nothing compelling on 980 of those planets and 20 of them are the the side faction quests and everything. Could there just be an option to probe them? And what's that going to be like? Because if each is the size of Earth, right, based on what he showed us, that's sort of the scale of what he showed mm -hmm. us, at least for that one planet. And are we going to have some ability to fly around? Cause we can't fly our ship on the planets. So do I have to take off and then land in a different spot and keep landing in a different spot? Cause in no man's said you could land anywhere. That's what, that's what what's that you gonna, can land. doesn't make any that, sense. What's that going to be like? Do I have to do the loading animation to take off, move, and then land back on that same planet until I find the resources I'm looking with? I'm, I have so many questions about how that part is going to work, but Honestly, the whole planet thing, I didn't really latch on to. I didn't really see it as a problem. Like you Same. said, guys, there's going to be like a 40-hour core narrative. There's going to be a bunch of side quests that are going to be great. And that's the thing that I'm most excited about about Starfield. The stories that Bethesda is going to tell within that universe. The thing I'm most concerned about is the performance of Starfield. I do think that they will be able to correct that by launch, though. I, I'm a bit happy about they that. They have to correct that by launch. I don't have faith in them doing that. That's one thing. I think it's going to be a janky 30 frames. Janky. Really? Now, here's where... And they still get another pass. instance where we're going to disagree, guys. Let's... um. Well, man, there's a lot to dive into. Uh, before we get to the performance of it, which is a major part of the conversation, a lot of people in the chat are like, don't go to the planets if you don't want to. And I've played enough of the Bethesda games to know I know where to go and get, you can get your 80 or 100 hours of your full gameplay without bothering to check out the bluish one or the white and red planet, right? So is that kind of how you see yourself playing the game, Destin, where you'll just stay in the main packed or enriched areas of the game and still get the full experience? I'm going to devour fall of Starfield, I think. If, it, if it's stable, I'm going to devour that game. But the reports before this trailer reveal were about concerns with performance that they're releasing the next cyberpunk. And then we get the trailer and it largely runs at 25 frames per second. The fact that people aren't it, that, that that's not a little worrisome. Like to me, I'm like, oh, that's a little scary. People are like, oh, but they delayed it a year. They're going to be able to work on that. If you maybe delay it two years, because look what happened with Halo from the launch trailer of gameplay. And then people pushed back and they delayed it. And I really enjoyed the campaign of Halo, mm -hmm. but here we are still no campaign co-op, still no forge mode. Forge mode is coming and they're going to be doing like tests with those modes, but like, don't do that anymore. Just delay the game. If you have to delay it two years, you know, I, when I play Starfield, I want it to be a good game. It can have some of that Bethesda jank. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. else to call it, but it has to be playable. I don't want to see crashes to like, the desktop on xbox or desktop on pc like i i'm really worried about it after that insider report and then seeing the performance of the asset that they decided to show the world rendered at 30 frames where you can clearly see frame duplication and like i i feel that's a warranted concern okay there's a lot to unpack here because there there has to be an understanding of the tech and the hardware Gaz is in the understanding that this game will probably be 30 frames. Destin's in the understanding or prediction that this game will launch at 30 frames on Series X. Let's dive into 
the possibility of what's going on. It's, the game is running in the Creation Engine 2, which is an updated Creation Engine that they've been using for over a decade. So the game has... I want to address the first thing, Destin, is you saw things where you had duplicated frames. What I decided as I saw this was the reload animation was actually running at half frame rate. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. I could, you, I could see I saw when, this. Like you work in yes. a video, you, you can see it. You, you know? were clicking frame by frame and you would see the magazine being exchanged and, and you would see like it where it would hang half. up. Yeah. Basically, what Destin was breaking down in his video, and this doesn't ruin the game, but it's a de- design decision from Bethesda to say, when the character reloads the weapon, we're going to re- do that animation at around uh, 16 or 15 frames per second. So you'll, that's why it looks fluttery. Like there aren't, I've seen it in, Okay, here's the other thing. I've seen this in a lot of games. I've seen it in mm-hmm. tons of 60 frames games where they do a reload animation and it is not, I can't say smooth because you're in a frame buffer, but you're not seeing as much visual in the animation. Like I used to draw flip books. Anybody here in the chat ever mess around and draw little animations in a flip book? Yeah, I would have right? stick figures murder each other. And yeah, I would do that and in so, high school. If you draw a stick figure running and you only draw so many movements of the legs, that's what you get no matter how fast you flip the book. So that's what I think you zeroed in on quite well, that this, the reload animation is sub 30 frames. But I also want to set up, before I give it to you guys, Todd Howard said to Ryan McCaffrey in his interview and another interview that he did with, um, I think it was also with Ryan, uh, both of them, where he said he likes to see their games at that 30 frames at native 4K. Digital Foundry broke uh, down the video and said it was indeed a native 4K without any anti-aliasing to smooth out the jagged edges. So how much of this is uh, lip service, Gaz, where Todd says, I like 30 frames, and so here it is. I think it is. Well, that's where a lot of my uh, 30 frames estimate comes from. Todd Howard's statements there, how, I mean, the game... How the trailer's at 30 frames. <laughs> yeah, well, some yeah. bits you could count the frames on your hands. It's like, it was just... You know, I'm going to sound like I'm shilling here. The lot, the lot, that's the last thing I don't want to do. I never would. But it's... With, with Starfield, I can almost forgive it. I just want the game to be good. I yeah. just want it to be good. I'm not saying this is your excuse, Todd Howard. If you listen to this, oh, well, thank God Gaz gave us the pause. Not that anyone cares what I think. But um, I think with, with this scale of what Starfield is doing, well, hopefully, based on the premise of it, I'm okay with it. Um, I don't... I don't know, man. I just want the game to be good and performance is tied to it. And the console gamers all of a sudden now are really experiencing 60 frames. They're so snobbish about 60 frames. I'm not no know, one cared, Gaz, for yeah. so long. I want to play now, my games at 30. I remember I see those that. I'm like, oh, now you want to play yeah. at that? Yeah, yeah, okay. It's just like the game. I all I care about is quality of the game. I, I think that they're building something special. I think based on the narrative and the, the factions and all the customization, they, they've gone for beyond the blue sky. They're going really far off this. When they, they say it's a game that they've wanted to make for 20 years, I actually now believe them. And I was very skeptical of it, thinking like, what are they going to show? And they kept hitting us with more and more. Like, I'm not even a fan of things like uh, space um, Spaceship Custom. Well, basic customization, maybe. Uh, but base building and all that but i appreciate all of that and you're going to maintain all of that around a cogent core story 
That's amazing. And I want to rattle off sexy Jeff Grubbs quote, which I, uh, he says, some of y'all don't understand pacing and it drives me bananas. What if I go to a planet in Starfield and nothing happens? That will make it more special when something does happen. If every moon has moon pirates, it's going to get boring. And he is right. It's all about pacing. Like, what are you going to do on those planets? If it's going to, and even it's just the spectacle of a thousand worlds, you know, just w- witnessing the variety and the fauna. It's a procedurally generated fine, but how many palettes they have, how many different ve- variety of animal creatures that they have. It's a lot there. That is actually, that is such a good point because one of the things that Fallout and Skyrim do that no other game does. Put your mind into this chat. And if you're having a good time here with Destin and Gaz on Ecstasy, hit the like button to show your support. I'm going to fight with these two about performance here in a minute. It's going to get really great. But only in Fallout or Skyrim do you get surprise attacked and you have to be ready with your gear and your equipment and whatever you're going to use to fight off enemies that come at you. You come around the corner. If an enemy comes at you, it's a really a special moment. So Jeff Grubb makes a really good point that to be taken by surprise, you don't often get that in games that are meant to just go out in the open world and do their thing. But it's it's it really is about that really high risk when you uh, when you go after an enemy, kind of like you do in Elden Ring. So these things aren't super they aren't super common in video games, and Bethesda does it so well. I want to talk to you guys about this sixty frames thing because I am going to be the bastion that will stand here and tell you when this game launches around June of next year, I don't, I think it'll have a 60 frames mode. I think what Todd Howard did was I want this game. He knows that Starfield isn't going to be an eye meltingly groundbreaking looking game. And it does look Mm. very good. Like somebody in the chat just said that digital found he wasn't impressed with the game. You got to listen to what John Linneman said. He was very impressed when he looked side by side with fallout four, the shadow, the level of detail out the shadows in the distance, the facial, uh, the the way that the light bounced off of characters, it had made a big improvement. So the game did improve, did make, did impress them technically, but showing it, it at thirty really frames. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I the game really nice. looks. It, it's that one bit of a leap forward where it, like Destin has said earlier, we've said we're so excited to play this game, we're going to dive right into it. But I want to try and get an argument started with you two because I think this game. We'll run it on Series X, especially at 60 frames. I don't know if there's a 60 frames mode, but I think what Todd Howard decided to do, and I think it's a bit stubborn. We've seen many developers do this. Remember that many developers, tons of developers, Assassin's Creed Valhalla showed their first bit of the game at 30 frames. And we've seen developers and producers really dead set on showing the game the way you watch your movies. Highest quality visuals at 30 frames, which is close to that 24 frames per second of film, which I think is ridiculous. It's a video game. We need to see it at 60. Destin, I'm going to ask you, looking at Fallout 4, which has a community-made mod that runs the game at 60 frames, do you think it's possible that this game is going to run at 60 with dips down into the 50s, as games do when things get under stress? So the quote that you're attributing to Todd Howard saying he about 30 FPS games. That was a question about what Todd prefers to play his games at. 
So Ryan, Ryan yes. was asking during an interview way before Starfield happened uh, that mm -hmm. question. And I saw that clip go around a while ago and I'm like, well, that's not really what he's, he's not saying all of his games are going to be made at 30. He's saying he personally prefers 30. However, okay. um, I don't think that Starfield needs to be 60. Um, and that's like Fallout 4 was 30 and that was mm -hmm. fine, especially for console. I think you can make it go 60 on PC though, right? Like at that one, you just change the Hertz and you make it do whatever I, you I, want. I bought it on so, PC yeah. the next year and I enjoyed it at 60 like crazy. I thought this is how it yeah. should be, but go ahead. Yeah. So games like um, Cyberpunk recently is a really good example. It's just, you might think you need to have that at 60 and you can if you want it on PC, but you're probably not going to get it at native 4K. You're going to have to sacrifice native resolution to hit that target. So um, do it. Yeah, you can do that. I don't think the consoles are going to run at 60. I think they're going to run at 30 for for um, Starfield. And, and I think, think there'll be a 60 frames mode at all. No, I think they're going to do locked 30. What's unacceptable to me is 20 frames from 30. Now, I don't think that needs to be native 4K. Like they could even do 1440. Um, I, I think we've really, as an industry, latched on to terms like ray tracing, which is hugely resource intensive. We'll and yep. in my opinion, unnecessary. Like even if Forza Motorsport 8 has ray tracing and it looks absolutely gorgeous and everything like that, there's already companies like Unreal developing new technology that is less resource intensive, but accomplishes the same thing, right? So- Ray tracing is a buzzword that a lot of people like to throw around to, to tell the power of the box, right? And uh, if I'm playing a racing game and if that makes me dip below 30 frames per second and I want to be able to hit that turn just right, I'm going to turn that off the second I can. So, yeah, for me, um, I think 30 is fine for a game like Starfield. And if I play it on PC, I'll probably play it 1080, 60 because... I don't care about resolution. <laughs> my, mon my, monitor is a, my monitor is a 360 hertz monitor, so I can play like way above 60 frames. And most of my shooters, I really like to play at the highest frame rate I possibly can. But it's a small monitor, so I play here at my desk. I'm not too concerned about that. When I'm on oh, my yeah. TV, yeah. when I'm on my TV, I like 4K. Uh, but a lot of the games that you play at 4K... People don't realize that's usually running at like 1440 uh, checker box or they're using variable mm -hmm. rate shading. There's like all these tactics that they can use. So people are like 4K 60. It's like native 4K 60. No, probably not. Yeah, I think resolution thing, a focus on resolution. All this is a byproduct of what mid-gen consoles were doing last gen. But so overblown, we can happy to, t I'll be very happy to take a resolution here. Obviously, it's not, massively severe but 1440p and so give me solid 60 fine then it's yeah. more doable and i'm more than happy for it yeah yeah and there's well, no yeah, ray I, tracing well, in starfield no ray tracing promise no global illumination no advanced lighting figures uh according to starfield so gas what do you what do you think you said what you like but what do you think starfield will how will it launch on the series I mean, x i mean i'd love it if i've been talking to and listening to you destin now if they don't focus on the res, if that was native 4K and they can hit a 1440p res, that's a big, you know, big, I'm, I'm not technically minded, but I think 1440p, that's a lot of power saved <laughs> on that you've, you know, forsake on res going to in chat. You would, um, I think most people would take 1440p 60, no qualms. Um, I don't know where that leaves Series S, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely would. 
Whether or not it does it, I don't know. With Starfield, for some reason, I don't care. It's not like I'm playing Apex Legends or something where I really need to rely on 60 FPS, like you mentioned, Destin. Like, you know, motorsport needs to be 60. Um, but with Starfield, I don't care. I mean, I played Cyberpunk 2077 on my PC, and I played it thirty around 30 with my 2070 with ray tracing on. Because it's funny you mentioned you think ray tracing, and I do see where you're coming from. And a lot of the times it's true. With Cyberpunk, though, with ray trace shadows and lighting, to me it was like a transformative. It looked so nice that I was begrudgingly just tolerating it at sub Sometimes 30, uh, my my PC was struggling, but it looked so nice. The immersion was great. I think this looks like someone in the chat said it. DLSS, yeah, and I did have that yeah. one. Huge, um, huge, huge resource saver. Yeah, definitely. That's a, That was a lifesaver for my, otherwise I would have well, turned these are it off things anyway. that These are things There's that the options. Xbox Series X development kit has at their disposal. So Bethesda Softworks can use things like VRS, where... VRS allows the game to render lower things that are out of sight, that are around the corner for to give you efficiency. And then you have super resolution, which makes the game look sharper without being a native resolution, which I think is unnecessary to hit 60 frames. Also, I mean, so you can hit 60 frames. And so they have those things, and hopefully those things get ironed out as the year goes on. But the other thing that you have to tackle, and you have to ask yourself does this game make itself so much more demanding than Fallout 4 that just because the universe is big and there's a thousand planets, does that mean the frame rate is going to be stuck at 30? My mm. argument is no. My argument is that you've got <clears throat> a four times faster, sometimes more than four times faster, processor in the Series X compared to the Xbox One and One X. So you should be able to draw those frames that are being rendered by the GPU. This is all technical stuff that if you just look at the math, I don't know why Digital Foundry is not saying, looking at the raw specs, they should be able to give you a 1080p to 1440p dynamic resolution 60, blah, 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 technical babble, technical babble. The game should be running at 60 frames. I think it's super Let's important. stop talking about the tech. Let's talk about the game, man. I wanted to go at Dustin and you just ruined it with tech talk. Dustin, you want to put some go- money on that one? Let's go right into let's go into the the, the very. I will pay for (laughs) shipping of your cookies, or you freely ship the cookies to my house if Starfield hits. Now I don't know how we're gonna assess that because you're gonna. (laughs) How about we? I know this is uh, people bemoan Metacritic. Whatever. Oh my gosh. How is how is Destin (laughs) supposed to be the expert on that one? Starfield hits ninety Metacritic plus. You'll send me I'm two not, boxes of your But cookies. I'm not I'm not like hoping it tanks. I'm not saying no, it's no, going but you to tank. We're talking wait, about frame on. rates. He's just trying and to get no, no, cookies no. at this point. Like, yeah. Oh, come on, go. Just, just ruining my cookie chances. I hope if Starfield hits over here, if Starfield hits over 90, if Starfield hits over 90, I will pay for the shipping and Destin will provide the cookies. How about that? <laughs> okay. I don't think it's going to happen. Like what? Why? <laughs> you 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 were that. concerned about? Or you were like, oh, this is gonna be no man's sky. It's gonna be no, 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 no. Let let, let me that's set this up before you. Is that no, what I said? Let... I don't know. I'm do you hear? That's how no. you started the show off. You said Destin and Gaz fight each other. I was like, oh, let's go. Oh, 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 okay. oh, you didn't say that. Oh, damn it! I got my shout out to over 1,100 people are here checking. 
<laughs> Shout out to 1,100 people who are here watching Gaz try to get free cookies in any desperate attempt possible. We really appreciate it. This is the CXC Podcast. I'm here with Gaz, my co-host, and IGN's Destin Gary and Destin from his channel, which is linked in the description, which you need to go it's and subscribe. Because it's pretty easy. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's very easy and it's free. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll start the preface a little bit nicer than Gaz did because the very easy comparison is that Starfield looks like No Man's Sky because literally there are only three games in the mainstream games industry that are like Starfield. Take it away, Destin. What is going on? Um, people get so insulted if anyone ever says No Man's Sky. If you're unable to recognize that Starfield has elements of No Man's Sky in it, like I don't know what you're on. There's very clearly inspirations from No Man's yeah. Sky. And here's the thing. That's totally okay. Uh, I, Why I is it okay? Well, No Man's Sky was like ahead of its time. What it was able to accomplish with space exploration. No game had really done anything like that. So for me, I was like enamored with uh, No Man's Sky, even when it launched and everybody was mad about it because it didn't like you've seen all the videos, but what Sean Murray said it would have. And um, I was always like really, really stoked to play No Man's Sky and excited about that aspect of the game. And there are correlations in Starfield that the exploration aspect, some of the space stuff that that is available and and that's totally fine. But the one thing it doesn't have is Bethesda storytelling. And the longer mm. the longer we get away from the launch trailer, my initial reaction was like a lot of people. Oh, it's a lot like No Man's Sky. That's a bummer. I kind of was hoping that Bethesda would do something totally unique and different. But I do think they're going to accomplish that in the long run uh, with their angle at the space adventure. Right. It's Bethesda's take on that style of game and that genre. I don't think there's anything wrong with comparing the idea of what No Man's Sky tried to accomplish with some of the things that Sky uh, Starfield is trying to accomplish. Yeah, I, I do mean, the same I thing. Agree with, yeah, that's right. I don't know I what the they are right, stop. So you owe me money now? How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You said no, Destin's cookies, right. Cookies. No, that's enough. Uh, What's next topic? When when the when the mining laser came out, I went. Mm. Yeah, the mining laser. And when was the scanner very close. came out. Yeah, is even circular. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, it was the mining. It was the scanner, and I'm like, uh oh. And then when the mining laser come, I'm like, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of course, what what Destin's painting is, No Man's Sky had a very infamous launch. Uh, like it was the most returned or attempted return game of uh, that decade, probably. I don't know. It was pretty crazy, and. Like Destin said, what they did has been unprecedented. They built a massive game, but it doesn't have all of the, oh, I don't know what, the Bethesda-ness. I don't know what you call it, where you interact with everything and all your choices matter. You can walk into yeah. a shop and kill the shopkeeper, and you can no longer shop there anymore. Like These are things that Bethesda is so special that their games do things that no other game does. You know, you could put the bucket on the guy's head and you could rob him blind or you could come into the store, pick the lock, come in and steal everything in the middle of the night and get out. No one knows. It's, 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 you just don't do that in video games. Starfield's really special, but that, that No Man's Sky thing really upset people. Gaz, I don't I know if you've played Elite Dangerous or, uh, or if you've looked at Star Citizen, but 
I was just what, about to say that. I was ahead. about to. What was the question going to be? Like, what? What's the difference? What, in the well, I mean, it's the other comparison. Between... Like, I got it a yeah. lot when I made videos about Starfields. Like, we've already seen it in Starfields. You can already do that in Elite Dangerous, and it goes on and on. I loved Elite Dangerous, and that's great. I haven't played Star Citizen yet, but I've looked at numerous videos. I do want to jump into it. I don't know if my PC can handle it that well, but you know what? The good thing about Starfield is that it. <laughs> When I, when I saw Starfield and some of the, the Thousand Planets, I was, and I saw the custom ships and also the visuals uh, within the ships and the lighting, and I thought Star Citizen. I'm like, oh my God, it took them God, the 20, 2011 or something stupid. They've been working on that game and 400 something million dollars to build this game. And then here comes... T- t- hey, time for a second. You made ah. such a great point. Let me, I, I don't want to I don't want to get you off track, but the, the interior of the ships of Starfield look like a freaking movie. And that's when cool. I saw the Star Citizen yeah. footage, it looks like Call of Duty. And that's what? go ahead. Crack. What are you talking no, about? No, it does. No, Star, I, Star, Star Citizen inside. There's no comparison visually. Star I've, I've seen sick. a bunch of footage of Star Citizen no, where it looks like about? Call of Duty. What? And I really no. like the lighting in Starfield. Excuse Call no for us. No cookies for you. That point. No, no cookies for you. No, I, no, well, from what I've seen, Star Citizen looks incredible. And like, even the interiors are just mad. Anyway, maybe we'll do a comparison. Me and you will sit down. <laughs> Whatever. But, I mean, Star, <laughs> Starfield looks great. The promise of Starfield is that the, it, it will tackle the problems with Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen in that there is no meaningful core kind of content that we used to traditionally to accompany the concept of space space is intimidating anyway with elite dangerous they they handle it in a certain way and it's brilliant and so star citizen where starfield seems to do all of that alongside you know facilitating that with a core story with like you know the kind of you know we've seen bethesda's games with their subsystems that despite big reason why the games are so janky it's because they have all these multitude of subsystems in the game uh, and that's around a core narrative and all these factions in there, all the customization in there, they've gone above and beyond. And I think it's like, that's the closest you're going to get this generation to a space type game like that, that is fully fleshed out with the kind of content that you think almost in totality. Obviously there's a, there are um, compromises made there, especially comparatively in terms of scale and landing ships, you know, in, like in No Man's Sky, like in real time and all of that. I think I think but, in No Man's Sky and Star Citizen like you can I think it's in just, No Man's and Star Citizen you can land wherever you want, but not in Star Yeah, and that's amazing. That's a technical feat. Can we talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2? Where the hell did that go with that engine demonstration where you went in seamlessly in and out of planets? Lies, Ubisoft. Lies. <laughs> uh but Ubisoft's no. got their own problems right now. The yeah. the other the uh, other thing that really upset people Destin, is that bethesda chose not to voice the main character did you get oh, into okay. some of these yes. arguments online and where do you I, sit I, on that one i was i've been pretty busy with family stuff but uh i don't care what <laughs> you haven't had time to console war what the- no uh <laughs> the whole uh protagonist not having a voice i don't care like i just do not care at all but people are saying that is like people are saying things i didn't say i find that hilarious if i make Mm-hmm. Like we talked about the mining laser being similar, like that mechanic. And there's gameplay mechanics in Starfield that are similar to the things that No Man's Sky did. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a clone. I'm I'm not even saying it's necessarily bad that there are comparable elements. 
in both of the games. And and I think when people are using that as a negative, I think that's why there's this like backlash to anybody who would dare compare No Man's Sky to uh to a game like Starfield. I'm ex- well, I like it goes I like both no ways. Sky, and I, I'm excited about Starfield. Doesn't it go both ways? Wasn't it famously IGN like 10 years ago that said that Far Cry 3 was Skyrim with guns? Do you remember uh, that quote? Was that IGN? I don't remember. Honey, IGN. That was like the, like Far Cry 3 looked great, but everyone loved Skyrim to death. And and one of the major outlets, it was either, I can't remember which one it was, but said Far Cry 3 is Skyrim with guns. And that was such a notorious, infamous comparison where people were mad. How dare you say that about my Skyrim? Adam Kovic. <laughs> Did you look it up? It was from Machinima. Machinima. Yeah. I yeah, remember cool. it was so famous, but uh, I don't know those comparisons. People hate those things. But isn't that the first natural thing we do when we see something? You hear a song, you're like, oh, this sounds like this band, or this movie reminds me of that. And then uh, people got really upset. I think it really does go back to No Man's Sky just had that really bad reputation at first. And how many people are going to go back and give it another shot? But No Man's Sky is pretty good then. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like very highly rated now. It's hugely popular now. Mm, I'm, I downloaded it, ready to play it. Fresh. Without all the disappointment, it was yeah. Can't wait. So if there if there's no comparisons, Gaz, what game am I describing right now? There's a new game coming out. You can go <laughs> to many different planets that you mine for resources, and you fight fantastical new alien species. You can create a character and uh, explore space at your leisure. And you missed out everything else, Destin. Do well, you what, think what this game is am I describing? No, 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 no. It should be if there's no comparison. Not fooling what, me, bro. If there's nothing <laughs> to compare, what game am I talking about? Yeah, if there's nothing oh, else to I compare, see, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I see what you're doing. It's true. That's it's true. Funny. If you cut out yeah. all of the other things, then yeah, just this indistinguishable. <laughs> and the, I don't, I don't get why people are so like, oh, you're deriding it. It's like it's so obvious. Like we did a live reaction to him. Like it's bl- literally all three of us at the same time. It's bloody No Man's Sky. It's like imagine yeah. trying to describe <laughs> Halo Infinite to someone without using any of the uh, dis- the uh, the nouns or anything. Like right, guess. <laughs> No, Sorry. no, but it would there's be comparable like elements. Like, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That, uh, definitely. Just, I mean, I mean, it's almost like a wholesale. They're inspired by No Man's Sky to yes. a ridiculous level. When you talk about when you know the visor, whatever, it's come on. Just doesn't mean anything beyond that. They could be inspired by it. Then they're doing all that and more. Uh, so yeah, surprising. Yeah. I don't. People are so weird, so fickle. That narrative like, is going to be cool a big, stuff. big differentiator. The, the narrative the that, you, change, that you both the, talked about. Yeah, the perk changes were really cool. Whatever the story is going to be oh. that they take us on, uh, whatever yeah. those artifact things that we're discovering in, in uh, Starfield. Um, right. You know, yeah. like there's a lot to be excited about for Starfield, but everybody just latched onto this No Man's Sky thing. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. It's not a big deal. Like, if you yeah, like, the cool content, amazing. But listen, I think what made him mad, Destin, is we all thought No Man's Sky in the opening seconds of that trailer, and maybe we didn't want to say it. Let me read a couple of these supers. Uh, JD Gamer, thank you for the ten dollars. Said in person events, all require all na- nature or nurture provides something that can, can't be found on a Zoom or a stream. The exposure, the unquantifiable attributes that are missed when there's no E3 are immeasurable. Go E3, Viper XD with the Canadian Five. Thank you, Viper. Says 
Nice to see my second favorite person from IGN on X and C. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Destin. Miranda gets number one on cuteness alone. Miranda's great. <laughs> second Call favorite. Will you take that, Destin? Awesome. Of course, Miranda's <laughs> awesome. I'll take second. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. JD Gamer with another 10 says E3 may change, but it certainly doesn't need to go away. Find different new ways to find all a game show award method mixed in with being packs like event or any other mixture imaginable. I think all these packs is coming back as well. Red Wolf with the $5 says, I mean, we can walk around inside our ship while it's floating in space, like in Mass Effect. That would be so cool. Shepard lives. I mean, that game's fantastic. But I do. I would like to spacewalk. But I don't. Oh, think I can happening. do. I can do that in No Man's Sky. Actually, you can walk around oh! on your. Oh, sorry. We're not allowed to compare it to No Man's Sky. You know, I haven't oh, gotten far enough in No Man's Sky to get out of the one seater, so I wouldn't know. Uh, Mike with the Canadian Ten says that Destin, why are you? Why are gaming outlets not pressing for? Oh, you already got that one. That's that was the great. one I addressed. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, shut up, Fabs with the five dollars says Final Fantasy VII remake not coming to Xbox. Got people going crazy. Even King, he means from Iron Lords, was out here calling Sony fans cheap. Can't blame Square Enix for taking a deal. I agree. It's all about money. Uh, Churro Bear with the $2 says, oh, dang, you guys got Dustin. Yeah, we got Dustin here. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, yeah, I, I said, let's get you on when everything's calmed down because it's been crazy yeah. and we've all been exhausted. And plus, yeah. he was just traveling. Rich Marung with the $10 says, you have to watch... You have to watch Web of Make Believe. It's a documentary about a swatter who got famous for bomb threats. No, I don't think I want to watch that. Uh, his whole life was Halo times 10 and let an innocent man dying on Netflix. Gosh, uh, just leave people alone. Be nice to people, please. Garuda and Trudeau with an Australian Five. Thank you, Garuda. Says much of the recent horse salt stems. This is their words, not mine. Most of the horse salt stems from the realism that this is the last drought for Xbox. This is their last nay, and everyone knows it sauce he says uh destin you've covered this industry for a long time you've never yeah. seen xbox in this situation have you what's they've always had something they've always had some first party game oh. and, and i know they've got grounded releasing they've got pentiment which is a very small game from uh the great mind of Josh sawyer but this even the, the whole 10 or eight years of xbox has no games this is probably, in my opinion, the lowest they've been in this situation. They got Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels. They got Warhammer Dark Tide coming. Is that cross-platform? They have High on Life. Yeah, uh, no, it's Xbox Scorn. only. It's a, it ex Dark Tide is exclusive for now. Yeah. Yeah, Scorn, High on Life. Yeah, I don't think it's... Platform, right? Persona yeah. 5 is coming to Xbox. Halo Infinite Season 3, Pentiment, Slime Rancher 2. Um, I'm just looking at the the graphic the right? graphic yeah so, it so does look kind of nice doesn't it there's yeah there's stuff that's coming but they don't yeah. have a god of war you know yeah so uh, there yeah. is. I, I think that's, that's what people are latching on to exactly, exactly. Uh, we're going to talk about redfall here in a minute let's see rager rager 1969 thank you for the ten dollars says great show and thanks to hargeet for the forza horizon code that he won awesome Jigga j with the five says destin made his own sauce video about forza haters loved it when, when, was that today? Your video was yeah, today? I posted it today. I, I hadn't posted a video in a few days. I'm like, I got to get back on that video a day train. And uh, I wanted to talk about how uh, Gran Turismo 7 for weeks, people were touting as having ray tracing in game while you race. And I have like 15 Let's tweets see. that I found just doing a cursory search of people touting that fact as truth. <laughs> and it wasn't true. 
and uh -huh. they like if i was a so, gamer and i was touting from the sky that gt7 is going to have ray tracing during during gameplay and then the state of play came out and i took away from that that it would have ray tracing during gameplay and then it didn't i would be pissed and i don't know they just got a pass so whatever i guess you know oh uh, they didn't get a pause from me but... just, just a big 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 old lie that they let be perpetuated and that nobody seems to care so now forza comes out and forza forza said that uh the new trailer was running on xbox in a blog post and then they cut oh, that blog post to say that it was running on pc and people just latched onto that and ran with it and i'm like where is this vitriol about uh ray tracing in game for for gran turismo 7 it just it just wasn't existent when it when it found where did out they claim that gran turismo 7 would have ray tracing in game come from it went back and where, forth. So there, there were like, I know there were two outlets that reported that it would because that's what they were told, or at least that was their interpretation. And then um, I think even Game Informer made it sound like that there would be an option to have ray tracing in-game. And even when you play Gran Turismo 7, the menus aren't really clear about what that means when you turn on ray tracing. And it's it's only during certain certain things in the game but it's not during gameplay and personally i don't think it should be on during gameplay and i'm probably going to turn it off for forza motorsport 8 because it's too resource intensive it's just not what you're driving oh, 300 it's going to be 60 frames destin <laughs> if it's going to be 4k 60 with, with ray not, not 4k sorry it's so if you watch digital foundries thing they were doing it was running checkerboarding. The resolution was fluctuating no, even down as 1080p. Not checkerboarding, variable Very, variable rate shading yeah. for uh, you yeah. can see the aliasing in there. Uh, dynamic there, resolution uh, scaling, or they use dynamic resolution where, scaling as well, where yeah. every other frame gets gets a you know gets different pixels from the other one to save on performance. The take yeah. was: I don't think it's too far fetched that we're seeing the game running on hardware at 4K 60 FPS. Yes, that's that's what the that's what Alex Batalia is saying. Now, yeah. this is the problem where compromises there. Yes, yes, one. thank you, guys. Alex Batalia from Digital Foundry is saying, pretty "I don't video. think Watch we're going to see we're not going to see ray tracing on Series X at sixty frames at this fidelity that they show." No, like he, he's quality. incredulous of it. What's that? Well, he, he's he's upset, and to sort of like lay the groundwork for what he's upset about, he's mm -hmm. upset about the way the trailers cut. Because it yeah. seems misleading to the audience, and I actually think that's a valid criticism. We don't mm -hmm. want we don't want another um, Watchdogs, right? Right. <laughs> the problem was yeah. two trailers. Was there was a one minute ray trace things There's on a, a sixty <laughs> frames in the trailers, but the actual ray trace trailer uh, ray tracing on with replay mode is thirty. So Sony lied to you as well. Why are they showing that? Well, no, here's here's what Alex, happened. Forza right. Turn 10 made a one-minute sizzle trailer of close-up shots of the cars and a couple racing uh, bits in replay. And then they did the five-minute one-camera shot that was, quote, running on Xbox Series X, which translates to me, they were running on, on an Xbox Series X dev kit PC. Now, they have these PC builds that are set for the parameters of the dev kit, or they can use an actual dev kit that you've seen that looks kind of like a console. So what I think Turn 10 was using the PC dev kit. They set all the settings to what the target was for Series X, and they made that trailer, and they said running on Series X. They had to say it was actually running on a PC. What they're promising, and here's why Alex Vitali is upset, and I do not blame him for this. They're promising that what you saw in that five-minute one-shot is what is supposed to be 4K, 
60 frames with ray tracing on. What I think it is, is dynamic resolution 4K locked 60 frames with a very pared down ray tracing reflections. But what we saw, the funny thing about this, the, re the reflections look really good. So I've been telling people what you saw in that five minute one camera shot is very, very, very close to what you should see in the game when it releases on Series X. The other part, Destin, is that that one-minute trailer looked better because it was using the post-processing, global illumination, plus ray tracing, plus full resolution, plus six. It was, it was the whole basket. And then when he talks about it, that's where it comes from. He's saying, oh, we don't want to mislead you. And then they have that one-minute trailer that does mislead. Mislead, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's rightfully so. And somebody on one of the super chats was saying, uh, calling me, well, risk it, who I think used to be a member on my channel, or I see him in the comments anyway. Uh, he said, Des, removing the GT7, what about ISIM-ism? Uh, but dude, oh, yeah. how, did, how did Xbox not know that it wasn't running on PC and then say it's on Series X? It's disingenuous. It was, and they corrected it quickly. The point mm -hmm. is the point, the correlation I was trying to make with the GT seven comment is like, they let that run rampant for months, yeah. months and mm -hmm. didn't do anything about it. And no Sorry. one called, no one ever called it out. And nope. it, it, to me, that was really frustrating. And here's Xbox. They're like, we made a mistake. They've corrected it. And then, yeah, but then there's this other compounding thing. It's, it's, it's a weird situation. I think if they are being disingenuous as a trailer, I don't I don't really like that either. I think that's, they yeah. should they should be really straightforward with what they're showing. Matter of fact, when you did the interpolation with uh, Starfield, I said, yeah. you should probably lay label that interpolation footage because people started messaging me immediately saying, Colt has Starfield at 60. Where's your criticism? Yeah, now? You, like, you clickbaiting. Stop yeah. doing that. And I'm You're like, the problem. I was like, Colt, maybe you should tell people it's it's interpolation. That is know? so funny that... Um... Yeah. I, it never occurred to me because for those of you that follow me on Twitter, I put up that little two minute clip of Starfield interpolated to 60. And when Destin cool. said he messaged me, where'd you get that? People assume that I had early access from Bethesda for footage that no one else had, which would be, would have been a big deal. And I'm like, Oh crap. Um, but of course my video that I was building, I had it up in the screen the entire time, which is all part of the plan. But I'm like, Hey, here's what it looks like. Um, I think the takeaway is that one cut trailer, the five minute trailer is very indicative of what the game will look like I agree. because the one minute trailer looks very sweetened. Very, it looks very like sweetened. marketing. It's marketing, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a trailer for, to run on TV spots probably. And then the, mm -hmm. the, um, the other five minute one, I, I really like how they did that one because they're showing off their yeah. tech. They're flying, flying around in the free cam and they said that's, I believe they clarified that's what it looks like uh, running uh, during gameplay. I don't think they said yeah. that it's running on a Series X. I don't think during the presentation no, the they claimed that. that was ever running on a Series X. It was a blog post where they claimed that and then corrected it. What I have memory of Red Font saying running on Xbox Series X. I wonder if that was the Redfall trailer. That one was. I think. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. but like uh, the chat's been saying that Chris Asaki and the Forza Monthly said, we don't want to mislead you, that what you oh, saw in gameplay was how to look. That and was then he absolutely goes on to... a call out to the Gran Turismo 7 controversy 
I, I, I believe they're calling out Gran Turismo 7 for ah. misleading marketing. But you know, I don't know. I could just be Absolutely. drinking the sauce. No, yeah. no, no. It's not in the sauce, <laughs> Justin. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That, that is, they're painfully aware of what their competition is doing. There's a matter of pride there. And the way they honed in on was an odd track, odd track. But when you call, yeah, when you call somebody out for doing something misleading and then people are like, hey, you're kind of being a little misleading. You, you got to mm. like, you got to be careful well, the, with that. Yeah, but it's fine because it looks way yeah. better than GT says, okay. Same. <laughs> I, I didn't We're like that they said ray tracing people. on track. That sounded like marketing buzz from no, Forza no, think... in turn 10 when they said ray tracing on track. I'm like, I've been in communications and marketing long enough to know that on track means... <laughs> Not when you're playing the game. And then they had to come out and say, we mean playing the game. You should have said during gameplay. No, I mean, when you're writing the script there, sometimes it's not always possible to anticipate the reaction. On track, ray tracing. And the way he said it, it was like, oh, sounds like it. Yeah, but it takes takes a minute to write that sentence. You have to be thinking, gosh dang, that sounds like it could be... I've made plenty of mistakes when I make video. I make mistakes yeah. all the time. I'm terribly uh, idiotic, but uh, you know I love it. I mean, yeah, we all make mistakes. <laughs> Look at Halo Infinite. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to playing co-op with you guys. I'm I still play Halo. Co-op. I still play Halo Infinite uh, this season because I'm trying to uh, unlock those cosmetics. There's some cool cosmetics this season too, but the modes are pretty dry. I I, yeah. I do jump in here and there and played someone with the community running riot first game yeah um but yeah it's uh, it's there it's okay it just needs more maps and modes and content how anyway yeah sorry I, I put up a poll sorry I put up a poll and seventy five percent people said they'd rather play a game at a paltry ten eighty p to get sixty frames instead of four k at thirty shout out to you. Shout out to you amazing people. Shout out to all you who are watching the show. we got 1,100 people here watching the show. Hit the like button to show your support. We should be up to 500 if you guys think Destin and Gary is super handsome. Let's get that up to 500. Uh-huh. Let me read happen. it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to set a realistic goal, my friend. <laughs> Let's get up to 501 if he's super handsome. That's a realistic goal. Thank you for Havoc for becoming an early access and channel member. Also, uh, who else will give you channel member? Let me get them uh, knocked in here highlander 001 welcome to early access i got a couple of supers before we go on to the next thing we got uh we've got literal table 22 thank you for not so much for the canadian 279 says xbox should buy square enix to stick it to sony no they know they won't do that no for havoc with the two dollars says oh destined in the house also gas i guess (laughs) so nice yeah, thanks for that. Viper XDU with the Canadian Five says, where are the games that Sony was supposed to have for 2022? All games they released this year were supposed to be 2021 releases. Uh, I think mostly, but you can't deny they have six or seven AAA exclusives this year. Pretty Sony fantastic. very smart about eating it last year to have stuff for this year. Why? Like, why eat last year? Why not have half last year and half this year? You think they have too many this year? Well, I think part of it was a lot of them. No, I mean, why needed... eat it? I mean, everything was delayed, I suppose. But go ahead. Well, they had they had stuff last year, right? But they delayed Horizon to 2022, and now they they have a pretty stable slate of games, and they had a rocking uh, beginning to 2021, but then the end of 2022 was just sort of like Xbox's time, and uh, sure, 
I, I think that set them up pretty well for this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you can't deny that they've uh, their studios. I also have to remind people, Destin and Gaz, that PlayStation Studios have always been banging and making, being funded and making games. <laughs> Xbox Game Studios just started four or five years ago, and yeah. now it takes five they, years to make a game. They need to. They need to get their consistency up. And Phil has said that that's one of their goals. But like, we need like Gears Five level games consistently with how much money they mm-hmm. throw in at the industry to buy Activision, to buy Bethesda. And it's just like, it's still not happening. And I think people are getting a little impatient at this, at this point, just just general consensus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking my hat off red wolf. Okay. Fine. (laughs) You got luxurious hair gas. Make it happen. Rise of the five pounds. Super says places. You would and never could create a game like sea of thieves, which gets mocked. God of War is my favorite game of all time, but I've had the best times with friends on Sea of Thieves. That's so funny that he That's says awesome. that. I just, I just started playing that with uh, my two kids. Uh, I have an 11 year old and a 15 year old, and I just never really liked the game. We're having such a good time, and there's something special about. I'm going to say something super crazy, but I think I really think that Sea of Thieves is one of the most beautiful games out right now. It is gorgeous. I just wish it did a little more, but I'm having a great time with my kids. Paul Simon, great name with the two pounds, says Skyrim's longevity is its mods, and so it will be for Starfield. Hargit Johnny with a five says 100% agree with Destin. Delay Starfield until it's where they feel good about releasing it. Already annoyed they showed it as we now have Craig 2.0. Oh, Hargit, it'll be okay. They do have a full year. I think the game's going to release close to June. When do you think the game's coming out? Destin, by the time it actually is done. Well, Starfield? Yeah. February. I'm just guessing. Oh, wow. I have no, I- yeah, I have no you, idea. You think they're shooting for early, or you think they might need Late. a couple more months to to get that mining laser shooting real nice? It's going to go beyond the 12 months. I bet, I, I I, I bet two boxes of Destin cookies beyond the 12 months. 100%. Destin, actually, I forgot to tell you guys, I had Destin sign a... Uh, an agreement before he came on the show that his cookies not could not true. be negotiated in any way on the show. Oh, yeah, so, I totally I don't know. signed that agreement. I don't know that if that's true. <laughs> I would a little, little premarital agreement there, Gaz. Now, uh, detective, <laughs> <laughs> detective seats, prenuptial. Yeah, prenuptial. That's even better. Detective seeds or D crew says with a twenty. Thank you, D crew. Hope you're doing better. Sounds like you're doing better. He says, "Get the likes up, chat, before I have to pay Gaz to start taking his white T-shirt he owns off." His only white t-shirt. He has two. Do I look Why like a stripper to you? I'm only taking my hat off. Now you want to take my shirt off? What is this? Well, you, had, you had Alex on the show and 50 bucks oh, yeah. is all it takes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this community is now. so crazy. I don't know what to do with it. Mike with the Canadian $10 says, Elder Ring is potentially game of the decade despite its technical flaws. This is a good conversation. He says, why are we freaking out over Starfield's performance while ignoring everything good that was shown the double standard is unreal. Uh, Gas, I'll start with you because there were performance problems and there was no voiced protagonist in Elden Ring. Oh, the voice protagonist thing is so stupid. You guys complain about everything. And that's coming from me, who always complains about everything. Uh, no, it's voice protagonist. I mean, really? Like, what's that taking away from something like Half-Life? I mean, oh, who cares? It's a Bethesda-level RPG with 200,000 voice lines, whatever. 
do you really need you're gonna nitpick you're not gonna please everyone so i don't know what that's about performance that's a valid one that's the that's the valid concern procedurally generated worlds potentially diluting meaningful content that's a valid one uh and how they the main thing you should be asking is how are they going to mix and combine all of that together you have this 35 hours of core content how's that going to supplement the oh that i mean sim- that's very simple i think that starfield will keep you reined in on where the most activity is and then if you want to go far out and check stuff out and grab resources, you can. I'm assuming those mm-hmm. ships can haul tons of cargo. So if you want to go around and just mine different resources and bring them back and just really start building, you can do that in your free time. Um, yeah. I just, I don't think that there's going to be this fluff out there that you get lost in. You're like, what am I doing? That you can always just fast travel back to the main solar system where the next quest is, right? Yeah, another um, encampment I'm- needs our help. We're going to need <laughs> What's the Preston Garvey meme? That's it. That's it. Like, That's pretty well, much they, it. Yeah. They have that in Fallout 4. I would expect that again in Starfield. You're going to get random dudes running up to you telling you need to go do some garbage like off the beaten path. And you're going to yeah. ran, run into random people in a bar who will have a great storyline that like is unforgettable. Fallout 3 had one of those where you run into this uh, character who turns out to be an AI and then you get to choose to expose him to the, the oh, faction. Yes. It's one of my favorite storylines ever. You you get you get this choice, you know his secret and you can expose it or you can keep it to yourself and let him expose it or figure it out on his own. And uh, it's just a, a really, really excellent um, You get that Fallout like Blade Runner thing and, going on in Fallout 3 with that quest and yeah. Uh, that's that stuff's so fantastic. I think people have discounted. Well, like Gaz says, like we've been complaining or we've heard complaints about all this stuff, and you get all that gets lost in the weeds is how when this game comes out next year, we're going. To, it's going to be the biggest talked about game. We're going to be lost in it. We're going to tell our stories. I remember playing okay. Fallout New Vegas with my really good friend when it came out, and I said, "Have you been over here where this happens?" He goes, "No," and I realized he'd gone off this direction, and I've been this direction, and we were never going to see the same type of content until two weeks later when we finally converged and, and crossed paths in our own separate situation. So the, as far as uh, Mike here from Canada talking about the technical flaws, like Elden Ring regularly dropped its frames pretty heavily and VRR on my TV saved the day. But um, Destin, yeah, this exactly. is a pretty common did, did, thing. Did you, frame drops did you, in the open world. Did you forget that there was a controversy for weeks about Elden Ring's shitty performance on PC and Xbox. Like it was a thing for like a week yeah. oh, at yeah. least. And then they patched it and they fixed it. But didn't yeah, detract I mean, from the quickly. 97 meta score, whatever. It's more it and Gaz it, makes a really good point. Hmm. Elden Ring, everything in that world has been like handcrafted to be its own little experience. And you may not get that every you're not gonna get that everywhere in the universe, Starfield, but I think. The mainline contest can be great. I think who is doing what Starfield is doing like that? No who's, Man's Sky. Which, when is it? No, not, not No Man's Sky. Stop saying that. I mean, in terms of like whatever it's doing with the core content of the RPG, Fallout in space with all of that, they're going off. They're going really hard on it. So delay if they need to as long as you want. I think Starfield looks really special to me. And I wouldn't say that if that wasn't the case. I think this one really stands a chance of if a nine. And I don't know. No, no, people say Metacritic what, 
But if you do use it, 90 plus meta, this could be a big one. It'd be a big statement for Xbox. Xbox needs it. Um, but even forget Xbox, man. Just generally, like space, space, uh, like a game like this. I'm just very excited. I think I think this is it. This could be really good. Uh, and yeah, just stop complaining. Well, actually, no, don't do that. I hate being with those preachy people telling people what to do. I hate You're all that. over the place. No, if you want to complain, you just complain. I don't know what to do. 3 a.m. When are we ending this thing? <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, yes, you are, you are the best. You, you are the best. Uh, let me, I'll, I'll move forward. Red Wolf with the $5 says 30 FPS is what I prefer. I don't know why 60 FPS in some games looks slippery and cartoony. Movies and 60 FPS look awful. They should never be in there. Please forgive yeah. me, Uncle Gaz. I you know where you're coming from, Red Wolf, but, um, Games just shine at 60, but they do look like they're shot on video. And you know, uh, Destin and I have like lots of experience in video. And somebody was trying to come at Destin about uh, where did you do, where did you get this, this technical work? <laughs> I was like, he's like, I'm an engineer, and I, we don't throw around words like interpolation. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yes, yes, you do. Yeah. You yeah. actually you do use interpolation in engineering because I'm also one of those. But um, yeah, very very interesting. Um, the sixty frames thing. It's I don't know, but, but brutal enigma with the two dollars says two C weapons and skins reward for exploration. Pushy polygons of the twenty says I think it's important to question how the game is calling to the Xbox hardware. Those hooks and resources are important, and a mid gen refresh or next gen console could get patched upward. I don't think we're gonna get a next gen console. <laughs> risky for the biscuits is holy <laughs> holy mcmoley is that destin are we getting a next gen or a, a, a mid-gen console destin uh no i think resources are too scarce like it's in the war like i think that's a made it not happening yeah mm-hmm. yeah Siko yume with the two dollars says xbox should do a 60 minute for 12 months and 30 minute future oh interesting so the the last event was like here's in your next 12 months on xbox Yes, I think uh, Gaz and I are both in agreement. Destin, what do you think the sweet spot is for Xbox's next event for time, for how long the uh, show is? Oh, how long? Yeah, how long? I thought the last one was too long, and that was... Mm-hmm. It depends on what they have. I felt like a lot of the stuff that they showed could have been part of a sizzle, and they could have got that time down a little bit more. Like, just thinking on the production side. It was weird to go from Redfall to, what was it, Sultan? No, what was Silk it? Song? Silk Song. Yeah, yeah, Silk Song. Like that was such a, a surprising transition for me. Um, but whatever, Silk Song looks great. I just didn't expect it uh, as a headliner. Um, an hour, unless it's like a chunk of like Starfield gameplay and Forza gameplay on a Series X, uh, which I think is important <laughs> now for Forza to do. Honestly, sure. I think they yeah. need to be like, this is a Series X. This is Forza running on a series. That's because they've created this controversy about how the game is going to look on that platform. So uh, I, I would say an hour. I like that. I like that. I think a lot of people are in agreement that uh, they had 20 plus minutes of stuff that just kind of really drug everything down. Um, Hargy, Johnny with a $5. I think Hargy says we need E3 to return. So Destin can bring some dang cookies with him and Gaz can finally eat them. Oh, yes. <laughs> And I will judge them. I, I don't Go know which it. is becoming more famous these days, no, Dustin. Too much water. <laughs> That's an IGN. Come on, man. Too much water. <laughs> that was the IGN. Do you, do you know the story behind that meme? 
no, a no, video no editor couldn't fit the point into our little box, so we had to like yeah. he oh figured, the text box. He or, yeah, he he or she figured out how to make it shorter, and it became too much water. And that's not even <laughs> like written in the review. That wasn't ever spoken by the reviewer, and it it just became this <gasps> really? whole thing. It was just like a text box, and we ran out. The, the editor ran out of characters. I just ended that's, too much. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What was that? Sea of Thieves. No, it was Pokemon. What it it was a remake of Pokemon, I think. Uh, oh, that's so funny! I don't even remember what game it is with that. It's like burned into my mind next to the arrow to the knee meme. But uh, uh, Rescue for the Biscuit says two of my favorite creators, one place, Colt Destin and Gaz False Teeth. This is going to be a fire show. Hit that like button. Yeah, if you're enjoying the show, CXC Podcast, we're kind of all over the place. We're almost done here, but we we're on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So Sir X Man with the two dollars says the space battles remind me of Colony Wars. I did like the space battles. General Shadow with the five says Colt eating while he rolls his eyes at the same time. I ate two. Reese's pieces, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups while we're doing the show. I never eat on the show, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to eat on the show. While Destin explains that Starfield is a No Man's Sky clone, what a great show, guys. Detective Seeds with a 20 says, all right, guys, I don't think slip so. and nip. <laughs> <laughs> Obstacles coming. Boom. <laughs> how No Man's Sky. Or oh, how, you... how Starfield is a No Man's Sky clone. That would definitely yep. get written up by uh, some website comicbook.com i know you're yeah. listening Bingo. yeah uh, detective uh, c says for a 20 gas slip a nip and get us to 500 likes man 108 more to help the stream uh let's see you only have 500 um, so i don't have to do that thank god mad monster said crimson pirates are attacking one of our outposts oh there you <laughs> that's go that's what it's gonna be that's gonna be one of the generated quests for sure you know what's so hilarious about that destin is if over on planet goltron Whatever yeah. they're like, somebody's attacking our settlement, and it takes uh, you 13 and a half years to get there. By the time you get with time dilation, everyone's 80 <laughs> years old. <laughs> and the conflict just finished. <laughs> like, yo. That'd be a really cool mission. I'm really excited to see what they do with the story because they have a lot of interesting stuff they could do with space travel. Sorry. It looks like they're going for the like the 2001 Space Odyssey vibes as well with some of these mm -hmm. weird uh and they did they also, Todd Howard touched upon that. I, I don't know if this was just marketing speak or he was just getting overzealous, but he's saying existential questions being raised about our place in this grand theater of, that is life in space. And I don't know, if, I don't know if, mm -hmm. if that tonally would be something, but I'd like that because that's like interstellar kind of the time thing was kind of mm -hmm. crazy to me. I mean, I'd love games to hit, hit that hard sci-fi <laughs> note. Whether this will do that, I don't know. But well, yeah, maybe I was actually maybe in this space adventure I can finally meet my dad. Oh wow, that got dark. No, real that was, bit. I didn't mean dark sci-fi like that. Space movie. Oh, <laughs> you think you're gonna see aliens at the end, and then it's her dad. Oh my god! Please help me oh, out yeah, here. Just <laughs> oh, I see. God, I'm so slow. Yeah. God. I thought for a minute there, Destin was, was like totally like, like on what I was like, you know, yeah, I didn't know the story about Destin's dad, but that's really dark. Happy Father's contact. Day to Destin's dad, by the way. Jody Foster. One person got it in chat. I got it at the end. I'm old, okay? Oh my gosh. For a minute there, I was like, Well, they both they both did the dad thing. Oh, yeah, okay. they both did. Weird. And then so did uh, Toy Story 2 when he finally got to play catch with his dad, Emperor Zerg. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. 
I think um, one of the things that's pretty interesting is Starfield takes place in 2300 for the year, right? It's something like that. 2330 or something? And I thought it wouldn't be that far out in the future. I thought maybe it would be like 100 or 200 years in the future at the most. I think it should be Um, five years in the future. Well, I mean, knowing the way the world the world's going, Elon Musk will have us out there by Thursday. But um, the world is really supposed to be. It's pretty convincing if you've like looked into little details. There's no crazy lights and and any of that weird, wacky sci-fi stuff. Uh, it kind of grounds it into reality. And then like one that. of the concerns is, Destin, are there going to be enough crazy, scary alien space creatures, or is it going to be like little yeah. uh, walking cockroaches and stuff? Well, uh, some people pointed out with with uh, Bethesda games, they actually handcraft some of the stuff. So we got Death Claws and Fallout. I don't know why they wouldn't throw something terrifying into the the world of Starfield. We got that weird brontosaurus looking thing. Yeah, with the yeah. beak. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was weird. That was the that was the other moment when that one like brachiosaurus like put its feet up and it goes, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." Yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh I use this thing way too much. Whoa, stop! Man, and speaking of that, Mike with Canadian five dollars says every game has a subset of genres will share similarities. A side by side comparison videos does these games a disservice and it's not needed. I mean, it just I think Destin's right. Really, just really depend on if you like the game or not if you like no man's sky you'll be like oh cool more and more of that uh, even fans of starfield like jumped to the the no man's sky comparison like i i don't think i don't think it's weird to do that personally Mm -hmm. i just i I think i I think i think a lot of people took that with a negative connotation like it's it's shitting on starfield but i i that i don't think that's what the intention is yeah not yeah yeah, well, nah, like an Australian guy. Yeah, nah. Sorry. <laughs> one of my buddies, Xbox Obi, has been playing the game all week, and I saw him post on Twitter that he's loving the heck out of No Man's Sky. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I couldn't get into it because I was playing it um, about a month ago when I did a big Starfield video, and then the game got delayed two days later. <laughs> Boy, did I get attacked! Risk it for the biscuit with an Australian eight dollar. Like I delayed the game, Destin. Risk it for the biscuit says Destin removing the. The GT7, uh, I think he... Oh, yeah, that's the one I answered. You did read that one. Uh, THX1138. Ooh, good old classic. With a $5. says, Destined on Colt's show and no 5 o'clock shadow. Thank you for an inside look at the newsroom. Asking Square Enix, why no Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox? Which we talked about earlier. But yeah, Destin did a... You got a r- real nice stuff for tonight, huh? I should. <laughs> I should. Bro, pop Baba Baco 72 thank you so much for the $20 super. It says, Colt, this is a super to help fund Gaz some cookies, a.k.a. the Sauce Master. Red Wolf says, Gaz, please remove your hat while on an XNC church. You can wear a hat on the show. Gaz, put the hat back on. I didn't even read that one. It's hot. Mav, for fun I speculation. I actually take it off as hot. So that makes sense. Sorry. In the UK, they don't have AC because um, we when we won in the this, war, this is my they didn't fan. get that invention. This is my fan. I agree. Oh, shit. I actually bought a new one. Uh, fun speculation says <laughs> possible they could have a ray tracing mode and a 4K 60 mode for Forza. To me, they haven't confirmed concurrently. Hoping it is would be an eye gasm. He says, "I am standing by that what they showed is supposed to be what the game is supposed to look like on Series X. So they showed ray tracing, 4K and 60 all at once. So whatever that exact resolution is, I think will be the change. That quality ray tracing may be lowered a little bit, but." We played Ratchet and Clank, and we played Spider-Man Miles Morales with a lower quality ray tracing, 
and we still loved it. The demo was captured in game on PC, also tested on Xbox Series X for the same visual quality output. And they that's what they said when they corrected the article. So that's for that Forza. is a good way to read it. That's Thank for you. Forza to clarify. Unless yes. Yeah. 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 If we said that was Starfield, people were like, huh? Yeah. No, I don't know. No, no rate in the future. There is no ray tracing. People don't care about that buzzword. That's what Starfield is. Red Wolf no, the five dollars just <laughs> the technology will be improved and not resources heavy. Yeah, there Maybe you go. Yeah. yeah. In what 2300 it'll be Unreal already did it. Unreal already improved the ray tracing uh uh resource requirement. Yeah, so I mean you've got the two, you've got this stuff ready. Just make it happen. Rebel devices, Colt, please make an Xbox club so we can I will I'm sorry I forgot. So we can all connect to the community, PC gamers or otherwise have a Discord, but Xbox has clubs. Uh Don Taku says there are 20 250,000 voice lines in Starfield without the player voice. This there will be a ton of content in Starfield. Uh I've got four more. De- Kids Smooth says, Destin, when will you offer oatmeal raisin cookies? Hey Smooth. Uh I don't like oatmeal raisin. I just don't want to make it, but yeah, I, I, I want to figure out real, real talk. I want to figure out uh gluten-free first. Are and you then, working on that right now? Yeah, sure. Or just thinking about it. it I'm yeah. thinking about it. I, well, I already have vegan down. I just need to figure out like, what does gluten-free actually mean? I would have to replace the flour. So baking is like a whole other thing. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh, like I said. I'm wondering which one is becoming more famous, the cookie Destin or the gaming Destin on YouTube and IGN. Mm. We'll see. Gaming Frontier with the five dollars says, "I hope there's less mods restrictions when it comes to Xbox version. There's not that many PC level mods on Xbox due to the size limit and no script extender. That's super techie. I don't know what they're going to do. I know that Xbox gets more mods than PlayStation does because of the limitations in the ecosystem, but we'll see." Uh, there's there's the mad monsters to super you read happy day father's day colt from red wolf thank you the father of xbox yeah happy father's day to phil spencer the father of xbox i suppose or or seamus blackley Hargit john last one starfield tries to realism yet has no explosion sounds or has sound in space and i will end this by saying with the starfield discussion by saying in space no one can hear you whine about the game that's uh that's real we're sitting at but yeah guess how you doing, buddy? It's super late. Okay. Did you have a good time tonight? I always have a good time. It was good fun. Destin was fun, even though I made fun of his. Do you still watch IGN? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, a lot of people like. <laughs> oh, yes. I thought you started your own thing because you're just like, I can't do IGN anymore. You Didn't can't spell. Just... It was that ignorant I... without IGN. That thing has been such a meme for ages. Um, but you're still working at IGN. I actually shouldn't have said that, knowing that you still work for IGN. It doesn't matter. It's hard at the top, I, isn't I, it? I, I don't get it's offended. <laughs> it's good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. No, it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was really nice to spend time with Destin. You can take a joke. That's how I know his cookies taste. It's, it's really, really cool that, because I've been watching Destin's stuff and the IGN stuff for so long, but now he's in a situation where he could go out and do his channel his way, plus do the stuff you do at IGN, which that's probably been a nice little, uh, I don't know, creative outlet, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's really nice. Um yeah. Oh, my are gonna, you my... trying? Are you trying to launder into the fact that this is a hard question? You can ask Phil Spencer a hard question. Let me ask you a hard question, Destin. <laughs> well, I run a news aggregation site, so it's not like I'm completely absolved from this. But do you think that the audience reliance on publications like IGN is waning, and the 
balance is shifting towards influencers and source people like us. <laughs> <coughs> How many subs know. do you have? I just started. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little mean. I'm sorry. Eleven thousand. Uh, oh, work hard. I, anyway, my videos are better than I did. Uh, sorry, what? I I think what? um I think that's a, that's a interesting question and i know a lot of people have sort of talked about it i think ign is doing fine like as as a brand i think we're doing ign as a brand but as in generally the landscape of publications versus influencers content creators it it feels like a longer question that i would want to think about and talk about a little bit more i don't want to give you a non-answer but uh i can hear my wife at the door and she needs help okay time so all right (laughs) yeah all right Justin, Uh, i put your no i put your link for the cookies in the chat for both (laughs) Okay, yeah, fine. There's yeah. room for both. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> okay. I'm sure I think there's I think there's been a nice <laughs> resurgence of um of content creators making their way in to the mainstream a little better, which is pretty cool that there's room for both. Um, there's great websites out there. There's IGN, there's GameSpot, and then there's stuff like Kotaku too. <laughs> oh, <so. laughs> oh my gosh. We won't get rid of that. Um yeah. Um sorry. Destin, you're you're back to making daily videos, so now's your chance. So you got to go. Uh, yeah. Tell us what your plan is. Like, what what are you going to be covering as we kind of get into this more quiet period? What what tells tell people where they can find your channel? Uh, my channel is YouTube.com/slash the Destin channel. I actually have a document of like a bunch of ideas that are sort of like things that I would talk about. So uh, yeah, I mean, probably tomorrow I'll post something. It just depends on how well my son sleeps. Honestly, that's right. as simple as it is. If my son goes to bed and it's good and I can play, like le- get one level in Diablo Immortal <laughs> and then make my video, it's all good. But uh, that's that's largely been uh, tricky for me. Uh, yeah, so well, tomorrow, expect the video tomorrow. Subscribe. I'm terrible at promoting myself. Uh, YouTube.com slash the Destin channel. I try and make a video every day. I talk about what's going on in the industry, stories that I'm interested in. And uh, the audience loves Xbox content. So I try and keep it focused on Xbox. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Cole, for having me on the show. It's it, it, I like joking around with you guys. And like I feel like I already know Gaz because we joke around on Twitter and stuff. Or I see your jokes <laughs> on Twitter. So I came in and it was very, very uh, comfortable. So I apologize if I was too uh, familiar. <laughs> uh, for no, like don't have to apologize. That's it, not it felt like I was just hanging out with friends, so I joke around like you guys. Yeah, of like, course, man. Ass. I've got harder skin yeah. than that. Yeah, you should go slap me around before I start complaining. That's good. <laughs> I love well, it. Thank, yeah, we thank really appreciate it, Destin. Yeah, I do feel like we all kind of get to know each other. So the cool thing about the show, thank you for checking it out. We're going to get out of here. We've been kept everybody super late. Thank you for enjoy the rest of your week and uh, hit the like button on your way out, and we'll check you out on demand, guys. Thanks a lot. I'm naked again.